I got to talk. I got to mm. tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh. This goes out to you. This goes out to you and you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Juice Podcast. And today we have some familiar faces. We don't need introductions, all right? On this episode, no introduction. Hey, where'd you come from? Where you been? We don't need that. We're getting straight into it with the nitty gritty with the boys. We've got Caleb Barnhill and Tristan Hillier. Ladies and gentlemen, give it a round of applause. All right, I'm the only one clapping. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh, I guess you don't well, clap for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, literally, I was at the gas station earlier this morning. And I was trying to think of like a segment that I could do on the podcast. And uh, neither one of you are going to know this. If Caleb Batson is listening, he's the only one that's going to get this reference. There's this guy on YouTube, early on YouTube, that used to like do journalist type stuff. And he used to, uh, it, would, it was like parody though. And he'd have a cardboard sign. And it would say, uh, come on, son. C-O-M-O-N. S-O-N, come on, son. And, like, he would, like, play, like, uh, like a blooper of a basketball player, like, air balls a shot. And then he would go like this and hold up the cardboard uh, sign and go, come on, son. <laughs> and he would, it was just, like, a viral video back was, in the day. That was early days, right? Early days of YouTube. Yeah, I remember something like that. Do you remember that? Like, he, I remember he had switch. a deal with, like, remember Stephon Mal- Mulberry? Yeah. Remember him? He was, like, he used to do, like, this bit when it was, like, Stephon Mulberry. Come on, son. Anyways, I say all of that to say, I wanted to come up with this segment of like, remember on uh, Family Guy where they had like, Peter had like, grinding my gears? Mm -hmm. And it was like the shit that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Dude, this morning, I I go out of my way. I've always done this. Whenever I was a little kid, I did it forever. I go out of my way, almost to where it's like a little bit awkward sometimes, to try and hold doors for people. Like if I'm going into the gas station, like if somebody's halfway in the parking lot and they're coming and I like accidentally make eye contact, I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I hold the door until they come in. Yeah. Okay, so I awkward, awkwardly was like walking in the door and like held it for somebody that was coming out. And as they come out, so I like walked in and held it as they came out this morning. And then I looked in the parking lot. So after I look like this, I go like this and me and this like delivery guy, but not, he wasn't delivering anything there he must have like that was his other work or whatever he's just like filling up we make eye contact and he literally walks completely up to me walks through the door doesn't say a fucking thing just walks right past me just like no 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 nothing literally walks past me just straight in the door i'm like i literally go nothing (laughs) like i was not even there me, it just makes get. you want to go, you're fucking welcome. I wanted, I, wa- I literally <laughs> wanted to go like, uh, if he if he wasn't twice my size and had dreads, oh. I probably would have said something. And the first thing that comes to my mind, I would have go, hey, lick my fucking sack, dude. <laughs> Who does that? Let me guess. He Was he an Amazon driver? Could have been. He had like uh, some weird type of shirt on that had like this like reflective stuff it wasn't construction but it like had he had like a mount for like a maybe might have been a delivery driver like that like and a tablet he like, or something a yeah, tablet deal yeah you know so maybe he was one of those but i literally went like this 
And in my head, I was going, fuck this guy. Yeah, he just acted like he, you know, you needed to do that. Yeah. No, no appreciation to it. And then, uh, as I, so I had to get money out of the ATM to uh, pay cleaners. It's a cleaning lady that was going to clean a unit for us. And so I'm getting cash out, and I can hear over uh, at the counter, this dude is like ripping the lady behind the counter. Uh, how come I can't, you guys got to get this machine fixed because I can't, I can't ever use my debit card here. You guys got to, what, what's the deal? And he, he, and he, and then he was like, can I talk to a manager? Like went through all, and I'm just like, typing in. what is going on over here? So I'm like listening and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, dude, there's some people that just do that. Right. They, they bitched a bitch. Well, and it's just like, even if it was a problem, I wouldn't be like, I just, that's never my move. I'm just like, really? Come on. Like, I would say, I like, oh man, that sucks that your stuff don't work. I would never be like rude to the, like, like, like the like, 18. What do you, what do you, what is yeah. your bitching going to do anything? Yeah. It's to the, not. To, to this little 18 year old girl. Yeah, that's, girl. She's like, she's, I have no clue, dude. Yeah. The girl's like, <laughs> I don't care. I just showed up to my shift. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got I got I got geometry tomorrow morning at seven thirty. Story gets better. I went to go got buy this beer, same gas station, and I went to that register and my debit card didn't work. <laughs> and I went That dude was freaking right. Are you talking about the one right up here? Yes. Dude, you remember a few months ago when I was coming over here? <laughs> I pulled in and they were just like like I walked in and the lady in front of me was buying ice cream and the, there was a lady in front of me and then someone paying. So there was three people total. The guy that's paying pays and leaves and the girl in front of me goes up and their like system just like shuts down And the lady behind the counter. I'm, I'm holding, standing there holding just a 30 pack of beer and the lady in fr- the lady at the counter goes, um, well, I guess it's your lucky day. You just get free ice cream today. Our machines aren't working. At, granted, we've been standing there for probably 10 minutes while they're trying to get them fixed. And the lady's like, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm behind her <laughs> in jeans and a T-shirt and a ball cap. I'm like, does this mean I can get the 30-pack of beer for free too? And she looks at me and goes, at the same case, and goes, well, you better get out of here before I change my mind. I got a free pack of beer, 30-pack oh. of beer. I'm like, see you. 10-4. Ten, <laughs> Walk out. Yeah, it was just the same Casey's is funny. They just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, dude, that, somebody need to pray for that Casey's or something. I mean, I've been there countless times every morning. And there's no one there to even open the door. It's closed. I'm, I'm talking 730, 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. You know, prime time. Yeah. No one's there. Like, I want my energy drink or I want, you know, I want a little hot food, coffee. It's closed. Locked up, lights off. Yeah. You just got to get gas. That or you'll see it. I'll, I'll go in there every once in a while, and it'll be like, there'll be like four people in line, one girl behind the register, and then another girl that, like, you know she works there, and it, she's, like, on her break or something like that, and there's ten people in line. I'm like, hey, dude, take your break later. You guys have <laughs> ten people lined up in the yeah. gas station. And I hate no. to be like that, but come <laughs> on, <laughs> figure it out. Be? You know, you're going to lose five minutes? Yeah, but here's the other thing, too. You think that her boss is going to be like, you know what? Promotion. <laughs> you <laughs> you know went what? in and helped that. Yeah, so she's like, screw this place. I'm on break until that until that clock hits. So I get it. I don't blame him. I do the same thing. Yeah, I get it. They got I'm rid like, of their deal with good it. manager there. They had a good one? 
Yeah, she was always on, on every on the employees. Like, you know, let's go, let's keep going, stock the shelves, mm-hmm. help these customers. Heck, she hasn't been there in six months. Oh yeah, you were you were in the gas station game. Yeah, yeah. And she, I mean, she was there. I would see her in the morning. I'd see her late in the evening, all the time. She was a, she was a hustler, always keeping these employees going. You know, a lot of the yo- younger generations and some of the gas station field, they don't want to be told, you know, what to do, even though the youth, the youth of our generations kind of, there's a few people that, you know, are good workers, but a lot of them, there's, you know, self, you know, self entitlement. Mm -hmm. It's really frustrating at, at times. Yeah. And I bet you'd get like super bored. Oh, I did have a gas station there for a little bit and I was, You would get bored, but I was, you know, I was a... But you also have, you're like, oh, if I'm bored, I got to go paint the bathroom. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm, I'm, or, I'm or fix the back shelf or you know, whatever. I, just, I worked that, you know, I got that store and I I started just myself. I would work, you know, open up at 530 in the morning. I closed at 10, you know, just to get things going. I, you know, before I got that store, they were doing like two to $500 a day in sales. Mm-hmm. At first, you know, that doesn't even pay for employees or nothing like that. That doesn't even pay for overhead costs you know insurance or mm-hmm. anything like that i was just for you know you stopped it all the time yeah for two or three months straight i was i worked every day there you know early morning to late late in the evening then i find you know i, I started getting you know the three to thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars a day in sales and then i could i went and you know got some employees and then then i started venturing and doing other things and that was Getting employees is kind of a hard thing. It's, you know, you get what you get with what kind of pay you do. Mm. You know, I had I had some good ones. I had some, you know, some employees that were very dramatic and caused drama. That I'd rather babysit five year olds. Yeah. You know, every time I would get out of you know the area code, I'd get calls. You know what she did? You know what he did? I'm quitting. Blah blah blah. And I have to turn around, come right back. It was a good learning curve. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <coughs> need, that, uh, need that nicotine. Need that nicotine. Yeah, need that nicotine. Uh, no, the you know what? The, one of the things that's been crazy for me, I'm like, I don't know how to hire people, dude. That's so hard. And I've kind of, uh, I've talked to my, my dad's always told me that, like, uh, he takes it so serious, hiring someone. Because you know you're like taking someone's livelihood into your hands a little bit, you know, yeah. and I've all and I always get uh, what's that thing? It's called uh, I'm gonna botch this. I'm gonna go for it anyways. It's like uh, paralysis by analysis, yeah. where it's like you just you don't do anything because you're worried that you're not gonna do the right thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're stuck in the mud. Right. So I feel like I. I do that with like trying to either like bring people on or like uh, w- with hiring. I, that would be so hard for me of just like, I don't know who and I want to make the right decision because yeah. I don't want to be like, all right, two weeks down the road, be like, sorry, obviously this does not not fit. We don't mesh. Like, well, I don't know. It's weird. No, I, I get what you're getting at because you got to think their livelihood. They could have, you know, wife, they have two or three kids. You got to right. wear it. So you're responsible for their livelihood, which is, you know, them. Wife or husband, two or three kids, maybe no kids. So you're worried about taking care of just not one, but you could, you know, five people. Yeah. Or more. 
So you got to really consider that just in hiring one employee, but then you get two or three, four employees under you. You're thinking about you got to 20, 25 people you got to take care of yeah. under that. So I, I get what you're saying there, but it's also the employee's responsibility to be able to take initiative. You know, you give someone a chance to hire, you hire them, they got to show, you know, effort and worthwhile why you should keep them there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you, you're not going to treat them like a dog or nothing, you know, I shouldn't say that. You're not. You're not going to disrespect them. You're not going to abuse them or use them. You know, you treat them like a human being. And if they, you know, don't want the initiative, they gotta have. They gotta have the umph to mm-hmm. even want to do it too. Yeah. So you want, you know, if they have that, then you have no problem drumming up more work. You don't have problem keeping them busy. Yeah. And they show the initiative, be able to even do something. Yeah, my thing's always like I feel like. Uh, Anybody that I bring, I it's all, I I always treat it like it's family. You know what I mean? Like, you got to. Even when we did the I O stuff, like everybody was in the I O. It was like this is our like little family that we got. You know what I mean? Like, it, we were all friends. Like we all hung out, all did shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, hundred percent. That's, it, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm weird about that. Like I like, uh, I don't want to like tarnish that with like trying to hire somebody and so. But it has to fit. You know what I mean? Like, gotta fit your. Yeah, and I'm a weirdo. It's not like a typical like lace-up deal it's like yeah you're gonna get a call and like we're gonna go on this weird trip or we're gonna go fishing on a tuesday sorry whatever like that weird stuff happens so it takes a certain type of person you know what i'm saying it's not a nine to five they gotta have a little bit a little bit of creativity behind them you know they Mm. can't just they can't be you know stick in the mud either yeah i hate saying that i'm scared of hiring people i don't be scared i'm scared you won't be able to grow if you don't hire people. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm battling with is hey. how do you scale if you don't have – because right now with a lot of this stuff is nothing makes money unless it's uh, basically done off my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with me doing it. I either got to press the keys or press record or whatever. Like you got to you got to do 99% of the task. Export, well, pitch, everything. You so, know, I, yeah. I understand. I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. It's I'm, a weird even deal. I got guys – I still, I'm, you know, I'm short four or five guys. I've been, you know, trying to hire for a couple of years, you know, have people show up for interviews or I wouldn't, there's countless times I'd set, you know, times I'd be, Hey, what time works best for you? You know, I'm trying to be, I know they you got life too. So I was like, Hey, whatever time I don't, you know, you tell mm-hmm. me the time I'll be there. Countless times they wouldn't even show up, wouldn't even call. I would reply, you know, try to call, make sure they're okay. Maybe they got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Or they're lost. I'd try to contact them. They wouldn't even call back or text anything. You know, I've had that. I don't know, happen probably 15, 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then I had a real good guy. He showed up on time. He was 15 minutes early and he fit everything. He. That's the other thing, a, too, is like, it's a different deal when you're just like pitching uh, like a general labor job yeah. or something like that. Now, if I was going like this, Okay, if you have a creative art degree and uh, you have five years of experience in editing, and I'm going to pay you a guaranteed salary of $62,000 a year, I would probably have a higher class of real reliability. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, you're trying to just, make money too. That's I got to make you money. You got to think yeah. about when you're. Uh, I'm out of the business loop, but this is definitely more YouTube. But yeah. you're trying to make you money. You're trying to make money too, though. Which, right. what you're kind of saying is, you're taking like people like in like family, which 
I don't know if that's gotta make, the yeah. greatest thing. You kind of got to be a little more savage sometimes. And I know. If they don't meet what you want. I, I feel like I can play – I can put on the savage pants whenever I need to. You can. Well, I seen it. We were fishing the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – Yeah. I can put the savage pants on. But I, I just – I think it's just a way of, like I, – I think it's just a way of, like, how I – you're right. You can't bring everybody in on family. You have to have some people of, like, all right, our relationship is this and this. Like, you show up to work and you show – and this is how we do things and you respect it. What I do is what I do. What you do is what you do. You get paid. We we agree. Are you, you want to get a, paid this? I agree on it. You agree on it. Yeah. We're both in agreement. Okay, you do the work. You get paid. Yeah, but it's also like family. If you truly, you know, mutually respect each other, even as a family setting, you have tough love. Yeah. Now, hell, I'll call you know Tristan out and say, hey, don't fuck up. You're doing something stupid. Because. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Tristan and just like family, but I know I could I see something that maybe he doesn't realize he's doing, or even Dakota, anybody right. that you know they don't realize what you're they're doing. Then, as a second opinion, I could say, hey, let's let's change this up. You're you could be going down the wrong path. Uh, you know, you treat your family that way, and also you treat your employees that way. You know, you try to get them guidance in the best possible scenario for their stuff. And you're gonna have your days that just absolutely suck. You have your days that the, it's it's nice. You know, which you you know that. In the yeah, industry. for sure. How yeah. many how many people uh, like through your job sites and stuff? Do you see kind of like get filtered in and out of like you're like oh I started working with this because I remember whenever I worked, <coughs> I would have like this kid like I w- I would work with him for like two or three weeks and it'd be like oh finally I got somebody dope on my job and like me and him get along we talk about shit whenever we're working and it's like Click. cool and then he just like wouldn't show up and then <laughs> I'd be like there goes that guy. Yeah. How often I mean, does that happen? A lot. I mean, obviously, they pick and choose. I mean, the good workers will work. Right. Yeah. Right. And the people that, you know, dick off, do Lazy. a little bit of here, do a little bit here. The good people stay working. Mm-hmm. Granted, I mean, through the union, I mean, it, it – there's not a whole lot of really, really lazy people, but there definitely is really lazy people. And those guys yeah. work for 40 different Dude, companies. No matter I mean, they're the first ones to be gone. No matter what industry, what job, whatever, there's always people that are lazy. But oh. the pe- you know what I mean? Yeah. They could be the people, union workers. The it could people be anywhere. But it yeah, could be sto- there's some lazy stock guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's lazy people in everything. 100%. And that's one of probably both agree is one of the pet peeves of probably all three of us is laziness. Mm. I don't care if you fuck up or you screw up. If as long as you're doing 110% and you learn from it. Yeah. You're everyone mm-hmm. screws up. I screw up. Yeah, you should you should hear about my week. <laughs> <laughs> you should hear about my day. <laughs> but as long as they, you know, they're not someone's not lazy and they take ownership of their screw ups. Ownership. So That's the can, biggest thing. You just gotta you gotta you own grow up with to your that shit. person. You can build a relationship with that person as an employee or spouse or friend. If you can someone can take ownership of what they they did you have my respect. Yeah, that's how especially with what I do, that's how you learn is you you fuck shit up. Yeah. Dude, and you it, fuck shit up and then you're just like, damn. What I've noticed I'm never gonna do that again. Yeah. And then when you're doing and I even catch myself doing it like oh, I do a lot of repetitive shit. Mm-hmm. But when I'm doing something, I'll be like, damn, last time I did this, I fucked it up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm I not going to do it again. I it was several different things. Yes. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, like today, I will not buy a wooden handle shovel or anything that has a wooden handle on it. Did you break it? Oh, I was I broke it and it snapped back and uh racked myself. <laughs> you racked yourself? Oh, worst feel I haven't had this, you know, probably since I was a little league or something. And I had a cup on. I I was on the ground. I had a I was up top over some shoring system we uh we installed about 17 20 foot up. Had to like, you know, walk down, get in the truck and just turn the AC on. And I was I was out for about 20 minutes. Mm. I was so mad at that. I was like, not buying another wooden handle shovel ever again. I don't want anybody else to experience this. That's why I just, I said, I told everyone, don't even buy it. If I've you got broken one, a wooden shovel before. Get rid of it. I said, you can have it, but all shovel handles will be fiberglass. <laughs> Dude, I took a, I took a nut shot one time. I was running full speed down a hallway. Okay. You, you know what the type of house I'm talking about. Okay, Kenny and Lee's mm-hmm. hallway like this. My brother stepped out and stuck up his knee, like stepped out of a door. I was running full speed, and he stepped out like mm. this and put his knee up in the air. So I'm running full speed. He steps out the door like this, and I go, boom, knee, straight, running full speed nutsack. Did he do it on purpose? or is No, he just was just walking out the door. Just perfect timing. And I went, Dude, I thought my nuts exploded. Oh, yeah. I thought they were gone. Like, you're thinking hospital. I thought, I'm like, dude, they're going to have to put my marbles back in the sack. (laughs) Oh, man. Have you ever taken a a bad nut shot? Dude, so I kind of have a weird... Okay. This was my chest. Imagine what... I thought I was getting nuts. <laughs> I, did, I didn't see much, but... All I saw was skin was, and hair. hair. Yeah, same. Yeah. Chest. Just imagine what down low it looks like. I was getting ready to... So to what's that? That's my chest. That's what the shovel handle did. Oh. Imagine what the... Oh. Dude, I, I, I do have horror stories getting poison ivy on my nuts. Oh, and on my dick. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't get it much anymore. I don't like get it. used to. Dude. Dude. Like, me and I you used, used to get, to get it, it like bad. You. Like bad. Yeah. I would get it when it was snowing outside, dog. Dude. Like I'd climb a tree stand with poison ivy yeah. on it. I'd get poison ivy in the dead middle of winter. Dude, uh. I could look <laughs> it up in the dictionary. I swear. I, swear. I literally could go, eh, poison ivy, and then be like, oh shit. Yeah. And I'd I have it on my arm, and then I'd be like this. Achoo, and then it'd be all over my eyes, oh. and then freaking all my junk. Like I, I used to get it. Whenever I would get it, it would be like everywhere. I would get I it like like a pinky, like like a pimple. And be like, damn, I got poison ivy, and it, and then three days Wildfire. later would be all over. I'd be getting a shot in my. My ass. first week of high school, my face was like this. <laughs> <laughs> because I had poison. Yes, my freshman year, my first week of high school, I was like, who's a little chubby kid in school? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, oh, who are you? I'm like, remember the dude that looked like Trek? That was that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I I don't get poison ivy or poison oak. I, can I, I don't get it. it that bad anymore. I haven't Not got it like wood. that in probably yeah, five wood. or six years. I don't see any wood. I can literally lay around and roll in it. I won't have it. That's why I, like, I don't think about it anymore because I don't get it. You don't know how lucky that... Dude, and you know what? I'm ripping it off trees. My dad used to... Like, whenever I was younger, my dad... Whenever it would turn to, like, now, he would be like, no woods. 
because he gets it bad. Same as me. And he would just go, don't do the wood. Like he does not go in the woods whenever it gets green and stuff. Cause he's like, I'm going to get poison Ivy. No, it don't, doesn't matter. I'll do the scrubs. I'll do the washes. He'd always get poison Ivy. And he's like, I'm not messing with it. Whenever we started doing all this deer hunting stuff and we're going and doing food plots and walking around through it, like I just got, I was like, yep, we're, and I, I think I got poison Ivy so many times that I just got a little bit of immunity to where yeah. it's like, I'm oh, so used it. to it. <laughs> yes. Your yeah, body's like, I'm over it. Thing. I'm like, dude, I got to check this trail camera. I got to walk through this briar patch and all this and whatever. Yeah. Like, so like when you were little, like trail riding through the woods, would you be able to get poison ivy just trail riding? Anytime. Just step, just looking at the woods. Anytime. That's dude. Like, like it's I'm still in you, my it was brain. Not, it was not, it was not like, oh. No. My entire arm and like on my chest and my neck everywhere. Like. No, I, I remember a few years ago, like you would get poison ivy. You just touch it. I'd see you on your face, mm. everywhere you get it. I just couldn't imagine when you're little, you probably it would just cover your whole body. Yeah, dude, I used to get it on the back of my legs, like right in the crevice of the oh, back of your knee. Where you sweat, and whenever dude. you sweat and whenever dude. you walk, it cracks. Dude, it would it would drip down my calf, the pus. Dude, yeah. well, I still can't remember. I was in high school, junior, senior. I'm wearing jeans like this. I had it so bad on the backs of my knees. It was like oozing through my jeans. Like it was wet. Like you could see. I went to the nurse and she's like, you can tell she was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I can take my pants off if you want, but it's poison ivy. And she's like, do you want to go home? And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I went home. <laughs> but it was, Dude. I got sent yeah. home from school. From high school. I wish I knew that was a thing because I would have been taking way more at home days. (laughs) Well, you know how they are in high school. The nurses are like, get back to class, you know? Yeah. They like, don't give you, motherfucker, they don't send you home for shit. Mm -hmm. But it was bad enough. Like, both knees, just like, like I took a water and just on the backs of my knees. Dude, do you remember remember when you used to get away with it? Like, you felt mm, marginal. You know, like didn't feel great, but you didn't. I mean, you're like probably could go to school, and you yeah. pull, and you pulled it off. Yeah, and your parents like, like, all right, you can stay. And then they go to work, and you're like, <laughs> turn on the <laughs> Xbox, yeah. and you're just playing Xbox all day, hanging out, drinking chocolate milk, running up and down the stairs. Dude, I pulled it off a handful of times. See, you're you're lucky because when I try to pull that, I off, just hated being at school, dude. Ah. Uh-huh. It yeah, then fun. by like noon, you're like, damn, I'm fucking bored. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm watching <laughs> yeah. Judge Judy. I'm like, there ain't nothing on right now. Wheel of Fortune's playing. Or you're taking out the parents' car they left there, you know, taking a little joyride. I did that. Did you? Yeah. I cannot say I did that. I cannot that. say I did that. Yeah, I got, had my, my mom had a Lincoln. It was, it was a quick car. Mm-hmm. And I stayed home. I was, I mean, this was before I was Did 16. you guys always have the pool? Or was that added? That was added later on. That was after I was high school. Mm. Uh, I help. I actually helped build that. That was that was a nightmare because where we put it at, the parents live on the hill, mm. just barn hill. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so like two foot under the topsoil is literally rock. So we had to you know dig that out. Of course, we have no experience with building a pool, but we're very precise with that. We had levels out, and that mm-hmm. pool was perfectly level across that. You know. It could have settled. It's we. I don't know. Installed it eight years ago, but it, it was to the T level all the way across. That we had. It took us a while, but we did it to the T. Dotted mm-hmm. the I's, crossed the T's, and I, I won't do another pull. 
mm-hmm. tell you that much. Dude, I know this is a uh, huge lane switch, but whatever. I was thinking about whenever I talked to you guys last night about coming on, I was thinking about this. I'm like, after we were texting Hilly, and Hilly was like, what the hell are we going to talk about? I'm like, somehow we always find something. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, dude, if I the, just, I just put it on a last five-year basis, some of the I – and mean, sometimes I get a little bit complacent about it, and I forget, like, all the crazy stuff. But, like, the amount of hunting experiences between uh, – uh, just that I've had with you as well as you, the places that, like – me and Hilly have gone to Saskatchewan how many times? Three. Two times two times by ourselves. And one time yeah. one time in his single cab pickup drove all the way to Saskatchewan. <laughs> I, know, I remember that. Bro. You want to talk about grinders? That was that's so fun. That was we went so to Saskatchewan fun. in a single cab truck, me and Hilly. Rolling. That's almost a twenty four hour drive. Straight. Straight. No stops. Just filling up and getting energy drinks. No stops. Popping Addy, drive 12 <laughs> yep, hours. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah, chew, chew two cans of chew <laughs> while you have one on one Adderall and you just. Yeah. After 12, I'm like, passing it off to UD. You switch. We, we literally switch seats, single cab pickup, switch seats. Slept for 12 hours. D drove for 12 hours. And yeah. You wake up. And he woke there. up and he was like, are you all right? And I was like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I great. Up, two or three energy drinks, added down. Yeah, I had the same dip in for ten hours. <laughs> There's no flavor. I still need it. Yeah. No, uh, you know, I I drive up to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. You know, that's nothing. You know, that's fifteen, sixteen hour drive, and I and I can understand the additional, you know, eleven. Mm. Dude, it's hours. a heartbreaker. Dude, but dude, I'm telling you this. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> I was doing it by myself. By yourself, it would suck. By your, that sucks. Here's the thing: it's not that bad. It is always worth it. Oh, oh yeah, every 100%. time, always freaking worth it. You know, just like mm. we go to Utah, it's not as, not. A Whenever the, hour drive, as so. soon as you get up there, you go like this. <gasps> it's, it's <laughs> We're just, gonna beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's just a release. Yeah, you know, same thing. We go to Utah, like you're looking forward oh, dude, to that. Freaking Utah. We've had some fucking badass memories in Utah. I know. You need to get back out there. I know. I want to go again. We're going out there this year again. Are you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Same unit or different? Same unit, but we, we're going to try some <coughs> different areas. we got that toy hauler now, mm-hmm. and we're going to take the side-by-side. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it'll, it'll sleep five grown men comfortable, like just comfort. I also was thinking about this. After I started thinking about, okay, I've been on so many different hunting experiences and blah, blah, blah in the last five years with you guys. Dude. The fact that when we were in Utah the first year, for some of us, it was our first high country hunt. And for Mitch, all of our first hunt. it was all, all of our yeah, first everyone. high country hunt. Never been to this place. We got there. Mitch shot one and Mikey shot one. Yeah, we, two we for went two. two for two yeah. the first year uh, any of us had ever. Like, that is, dude, and where we're at. No, you know, it's not like we were, it's not like we were at very low odd area. A little backstory. It's, you know, we're at high elevation, 10 to 11,000 feet. You know, we're from Missouri, you know, there's no elevation (laughs) here. You go down to the Ozark mountains, you you know, it's still pretty steep, but once you go up to elevation, that's when the air thickens and obviously with your blood, you need oxygen in your blood. So Mm -hmm. the oxygen levels 
you know, lower when you go higher up in elevation. So it's harder. Air for, gets thinner. Air gets thinner, and it's harder for you, to, especially if you're not used to that. Like you, you can get out of the camper and walk to thirty yards, and you're like. <sighs> with yeah. nothing on yeah. and you try to you know two or three days you kind of get a little bit better but there's still the only really way to prepare for that is if you live there and you go up into those areas right. and train for that and we talked about it whenever we first went out there we were all going to what was that gym it was club seven and then it changed yeah, yeah. to something else it was like all club american or yeah club seven right there off seven highway yeah and now it's like physique or physique, something yeah i got a membership there you do yeah <laughs> Uh, but w- at the time, I think it, it still might've been club seven. Yeah, it but, was at the time. And they had the Stairmasters. And I remember whenever we got up there, I was like, you can train all you want. And we did, we trained hard. We were on the Stairmaster. We, we were running, we were, we were doing ruck run. Well, like we were hiking with our packs, the, the elevation mass. We trained before we went out because we didn't want to get our ass kicked because we got our ass kicked. We did get our <laughs> ass kicked, but I've always said this is you can train as much as you want. It's not that our legs were tired, and it's not that our backs were tired. You can't breathe, dude. Yeah. It, the only way to get there is go there for three weeks to get used to it, and then, yeah, okay, you train then, there. yeah. That's why a lot That's of That's one of the craziest, the first two days, it's like. <sighs> That's why I like and a lot. And just like getting out to fuel the truck up. Yeah. Like a lot of long distance runners, you know, marathon runners, they train in high altitude areas. Marathon. Marathon media. Marathon. Uh, so they train in a lot of high altitude areas because they can get used to that. And then when they come down with lower altitudes, that's like it's easy. Do you think that the Broncos have always had an advantage on people? Uh, hundred percent. Like a, a a noticeable advantage if you have to go play at Mile High. I don't know, dude. Them dudes be on the sideline just sucking oxygen. I mean, we whoop that ass every time we, we go. Do. So, that's mean, true. We do. That's <laughs> true. We do. Not when Peyton was there, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot different than playing in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? I yeah. mean, I don't, I or, think, or here. Mm-hmm. I think I'd still rather play in Maha than Miami. The community down It's there. just different. But yeah. you get what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it's a two – like, if you play in Mile High and then go play in Miami and Where's the best August. place to play? Dome? Who's got the best uh, – is Atlanta know. got a dome? Probably Dallas got a, or Dallas? In, Indianapolis. Dallas. Indy's got a dome. Indy, I, I, think. I would say, yeah, Indy has a dome. I would think Indy would be a, kind of a neutral spot. would be the best place. Dude, you know where we should go? The Raiders' new stadium? You know where yeah. we should go? We should, we should go to a Chiefs game in Vegas at the new Raiders' stadium. Let's do it. The, that's, like, probably the best stadium in football right now. It's well, either it Dallas is. or the brand-new Raiders' stadium. Have you? What about the L.A.? I've never. I would go there. I'm sure that one's just as good. First I don't, of all, I'd like to. I don't know. Flying into LAX is. I would nightmare. 100% rather go to Vegas than LA. Yeah. I'd be cool. Oh, to, to I'd be. I've been to Cali last summer once, and I didn't even go. I drove through like Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Just like never go. There yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> you know, I, cool LAX that. was a nightmare. I flew in. That's when Mike was living out in the Alpine. Oh I yeah. Flew in, How know, was that compared to like the image of California? Was it different than what like? It's, I it's, would say my image is. Yeah, it's different. I mean, you, you still have your. Is nice it more people. of like a Utah town ish? Oh no no mm. no. <laughs> it's, it's still like your big city life, but it's just the traffic is just unbearable. Like if you want to go somewhere like five miles, mm-hmm. it's like us going to Topeka, hour and a half. Wow. And some in some depending on the time. You better have be a comfy way. seat in your yeah. car. Yeah. So I like I looked at the map. I was like, oh. 
you know, LA is not that far from Alpine. Yeah, easy peasy. You know, I love took us three drive. and a half hours to get oh from gosh. LAX to Alpine where Mike lives. I was like, man, I apologize. Like, heck, I'll fly into San Diego next time if we do this. Mm-hmm. You gotta just drive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll do that. I was like, I'll just look at the map. You know, obviously California's a huge state. Look at the map, and I was like, ah, oh, it's not that big. You know, not that big of a difference. Oh, three and a half hours. Dang. And majority of it was just getting out of L.A. Mm-hmm. Then I flew in again. That's when I was living in North Dakota. I flew in there on our Utah first first Utah no second Utah hunt. That's when I drew a tag that second year. I flew in there from North Dakota. I flew in there. Is that where me and Trent went and met you guys? Yeah. Me and Trent came out the second year because I don't. Th- Trent you, didn't go the first year. No, no. Me, Trent. Mitch, Mike, and uh, yeah. Just, just us, us four. Just us four. Because Mitch and I. But your drew, dad came the second year. Yeah. Didn't he? <coughs> My dad came the second or third year. I'm pretty sure the second year. He came out, I think, like a day before me and Trent drove out or yeah. something like that. Because didn't your dad pull the enclosed? No. The second year? No, not not the second year. It'd be the third year. Because you. Because I had. The I didn't enclosed. go three years. I think I only went two. He well, he brought a a little trailer with the, the four wheeler on it. Mm. That's what I think that what it was. Because I still had the enclosed in North Dakota at the time. Mm-hmm. So I just flew down. I flew into LAX. And Mike's like, hey, just fly in LAX. We can drive out. It's not that far of a drive. I was like, all right. Because I originally thought I was just going to just fly into Salt Lake City, an hour and a half from where we're hunting now. I was like, oh, that, that, you know, that makes sense. Fly into LA. He said, it's not that much farther. Like eleven hour drive from LAX to where we're hunting. I was like, "You lying sack of shit!" Mm-hmm. You know, fly, better off flying into Denver than. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I would have flew into Salt Lake, got a rented a car, and just drove there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that would save. And we drove, we drove through oh, LA, come through. I think you go north, like a northern tip of Arizona and the New Mexico, Nevada. I think maybe not New Mexico. It was just. 10 11 o'clock at night it was still like 110 115 degrees mm. in some of the places we were coming through i was like you know it's dry heat nothing like humidity heat but I mean, it's still hot like this i don't want to get a flat tire right now because mm-hmm. we're just you know we're just going to leave the truck running we're going to nap it out dude hilly when we were coming back with mike's deer we had the generator <laughs> in the bed of the truck running and an extension cord from the generator ran into the trailer door into a deep freezer. <laughs> yeah. So the generator. You brought a whole ass deep freeze in the enclosed? Yes, yeah, to bring the like meat. A, a mini deep freeze. We always do that every year. Yeah. I'm, you could just couldn't use. Oh, well, you probably don't, can't get ice. Uh, you'd have to so get what ice. is like normal? Like, like a, is that like a thing yeah. that people do? Yeah. Like bring I mean, a little deep freeze? No bigger than that. I mean, some people yeah, have like a. Smaller than that hat, yeah. like, like that red. No, no. Like one side of the red drawers. Like the size of that. Oh, the whole thing? Yeah. Right. No, about your size we generator. Shoot big, we shoot big deer. That's a Hilly. pretty big. Well, you, you don't necessarily. Oh, have you're to talking the about the deep freeze. Yeah, the deep you freeze. You put is the whole just, head in there? Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's got it's velvet. velvet. So you got to freeze oh, velvet. I gotcha. Why don't you go shoot one with not velvet? Is it harder? No. No, it's, it's, it's just, just it's the first hunting that you yeah, can go do. Mid August. It's so, like the first know, like the, like little season. In the Midwestern states they don't open up to like September fifteenth, September you, 10th. Can you buy over the counter rifle tags? It's in both. S- for Utah states. or not? Nah? 
in certain states, and I don't think not 100% on it. You can in certain units in Colorado, I believe. Do not yeah. hold me to that. Some, yeah. It's very hard. Steamboat Colorado, I believe that you can get over ca- the counter tags. Yeah. And probably like three grand or something. No, no. Crazy shit. Not like five, six hundred bucks. Hmm. Like. What? Yeah, you are right. But to go on a guided hunt, it's like five, six five, grand. Five, ten grand. Well, I yeah. feel like the odds of your. Like, well, don't they give like. The guides have tag some, yeah. Tags Sometimes you can buy tags like from a ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like with elk, like in yeah, Arizona yeah. and stuff expect, like that. You know, spend some money when you want to buy well, yeah. tags. But yeah. in certain areas, you got to over OTC. I mean, for example, like Montana, you put in a lot of states. You you got to put in a draw, but you have like I don't know ninety five, ninety eight percent success rate. So it's kind of like OTC. But you can do like a combination tag in Montana, which is right around the $1,300, $1,400 mark, which is a combination you can get a bull elk or and a mule deer buck tag. So you, you break that down, that's a pretty that's good. That's for both? You could shoot both of them? Yeah, you can shoot an both elk, of them. A bull elk and a buck, buck. mule deer? Dude, yeah. me- remember when or we were – Or whitetail. I mean, they got whitetail up there too. Yeah, got whitetail. Remember when we were on that hillside and uh, we spotted those elk and then we had those big bucks that were down in the bottom of the basin? Yeah. And then one of you guys was gonna buy a cow elk tag. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and then we were gonna chase. And then we were like, "Okay, hold on. Let's just let's, stick let's, to let's, the let's, deer. Let's, <laughs> let's dial back in. Let's, yeah. di- let's let's dial back in here. Yeah, yeah. We were we and we were all hyped up. We were like, "Yeah, do it. Let's let's hike up to this peak and then he can get reception. Yeah, yeah let's fuck do the deer. It. Let's go kill the hell. Yeah, yeah. We were like, something living over there that we. Yeah, yeah. all right, let's go for that. I mean, uh, you got. You know, in that unit, you could buy a cow or a spike tag over over the counter. So, and every year we always we always, always run into a big herd, herd of elk. It was so cool, there. dude. And I've never seen that before. It's so cool. No, down low. It's a little early. We're every, pretty high. Every once in a while, you get a bugle. We're, I mean, we're I mean, you're like in August. We were, we were, like, we were like close to four. Weren't we close to fourteen? No, no, we're ten to like eleven, 11 five. Yeah, thousand. Yeah. yeah. But you That's go fucking high. <laughs> we get up there because the dense the woods, you know, a lot more woods. No, no, up higher it's more open. Oh, yes, gotcha. you want to know why? So you're Hold looking. on, let me let me do it. Let, let me do a little shameless plug here. There's a thing that's called the timber line, and it's where there's a certain amount of oxygen to where vegetation and trees can grow, and that's where the timber line is. It's the highest peak to where things can grow. So you're getting hashtag timberline properties. Boom. So you're yeah. getting above the timberline yeah, and looking for the deer below you. Yeah, you want. You we're in rocks. Up high we're in rocks. And then, phew, yeah, yeah. You, you'll have you'll have some trees, some shrubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you do have aspens. Coming but we're in like we're we're like hiking at the timberline. So like we would camp like where there was trees around, and then we would like all right for the morning we would go and hike up to another higher area or whatever. just where you could just look down yes. in the woods and then see. And we were at a good spot where we were yeah. like here and it was like base like two basins this way and then you could go this way two basins this way two basins that so we had like a little area you dude can, and the craziest thing so whenever we first go up to this spot we start packing all this like me and mike had two gallons of water because we didn't know if we were gonna have water yeah. up there so on our packs we've got, i've got a gallon and a gallon tied onto my pack and we've got water bottles inside the pack plus and we hike all gear. the way up we get up there where we set up camp 
30 yards from there, there's a fresh spring. Yeah. <laughs> Not, it's perfect. Perfect. So we literally better be safe than sorry, though. Cause, oh, my gosh. It would have been terrible. I mean, we, yeah. You could live dude, a Dude, you don't know how much of a blessing. We took that for granted. The fact that anytime we wanted something to eat, we could just go like this. Yep, fill up the jet boil down there. Yeah. Come back, make something. Like, we could always, in the morning, we could go, yep, full bottle, full bottle. Full, like, we always had water. You got to think. Like just he had a bunch of water on him each person, but we would we'd go through that in a day and a half. By the time yeah. you drink, and so you're not drinking no beer, nothing like that. So your like little reward is coffee Co- oh, in yeah. the morning because you gotta think. What are you making coffee on? Like a little jet boil, jet boil, like the instant coffee, or sometimes mm-hmm. you actually bring you. Well, you make water pack. and then put a pack or something. In yeah, or they have those. Those are you, pretty good. Or you actually have a camping filter where you can put it in your jet boil. You boil your water, then, and then you, you just pour it through it. That's the best. Because mm-hmm. you think we're in mid-August, but up there, it's still it's, pretty chilly. That high. Well, there's still snow in some areas. Yeah. That uh, I remember on on Mitch's deer, which you're not supposed to do this, but so he kills it at the bottom basin. Like, so uh, let me back up a little bit. So Mike and I went out in this kind of same basin. It's a huge basin, and we went left. We went after this deer, of course. You know, that's first year we're like, we're just chasing deer, which is, it's dumb. You're just going to wear yourself out. So we're down there. And of course, you don't get no two-way reception. We had two A's there. We start hiking back out and start going up this hillside, you know, mountainside, and get reception. Mitch said, hey, you know, his Wisconsin accent. And he's like, hey, I, uh, I shot a deer. You but you guys didn't have reception at the time. No, we and he and I, my walkie-talkie did, and Mitch was like, "Hey, uh, is anybody out there?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah, what's up?" And he was like, "I just shot a deer," and I'm like, "Okay." And then I went down, and then you guys met up with us. Yeah, down, so we yeah. we hiked three quarters way up. This but they were side. far enough to where they couldn't even hear the walk. It, like it was out of connection at, at first whenever he first shot it. Yeah. And then they got into reception. We, we kept every like five minutes. We'd be like, Hey you guys. And then you guys Finally, eventually responded. Yeah. Cause we got three, three quarters way up where we had a kind of a peak that was kind of blocking the uh, signal. We got to pass that and we got reception. It still took us coming down at 30 Dude. to 40 minutes to get to where he was at. And, yeah. but I, we could see where he was at. It just, you think you can get there and Hey, that's, Let's I just run over there real quick and 10, look at that. 10, Dude, whenever I was walking to Mitch, I kicked up a giant. That's right. I forgot about that. Giant. I went like this. Because <gasps> it, it was jumping through that. I mean, you know, the sagebrush is this big, and it's jumping through that sagebrush. And I just saw this giant velvet rack just jumping. And I'm like, and I'm like walking with my walkie-talkie, my pack and Slim Jims. I'm like, <laughs> don't forget your hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, my hot sauce and my bino pack. No, you were... 20 30 yards from that deer yeah like right there yeah i literally just walked right up on it and then it hopped out i'm like oh no one else is here to see this yeah it was crazy then then once we got to mitch you know we're all super excited you know celebrate and help mitch out you know then we're like all right the campsite and trucks over this cliff and down or we can backtrack around and you know add some time and more distance but we can slowly go up course we're young we're like let's just go straight up this rock slide in this cliff here and get up for this we have our packs and we're like mitch let's split up the stuff so you don't and he's like i'm carrying my entire deer out you guys just help me i want to carry my entire deer out yeah so he carried his entire freaking deer out on his back remember that yeah i remember that was that that like busted up old 
buck. Not really busted up, but it was old. The velvet deer. What was it? It was a four by four, wasn't it? Or was it just like a normal mule deer buck? It was a nice deer. Was that shot that old mule deer? He shot a giant. I know you shot the big one, but you shot shot some like old like last uh, two years ago. I shot an old buck. It might have been the one I'm thinking of. Maybe it's just a different one. Was yeah, that a bit? he's kind of goofy. Yeah, goofy looking, older, yeah. like old new. Yeah, that's, Man, that's the one, one I shot two shot. years ago. Then three years ago, I shot a a really good giant. Yeah, yeah 197. Giant. It was a nice dude. It four was by four we, mule deer buck. I think like it was a four. Yeah, four, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, super excited. It's awesome. But I remember whenever we were going up that hike, dude, it was literally, I'm telling you, like, I felt like a Navy SEAL or something, like, trying to get out of this, like, hole because we were stranded or whatever. Like, we were crawling up. I'm I'm talking not like we were hiking. We're not hiking. We were crawling up boulders. Yeah, like, crawling. And then having to, one of us would be behind Mitch, pushing, pushing. back as he's getting up. Like, yeah. dude, when we got to the top, we had a tripod. We set the tripod, and all of us stood and took a picture at the peak because we're like, we have to have this memory yeah, because it was, it was, dude, that's, I, to this day, the hardest hike of my entire life. I mean, props to Midge. Dude, dude Midge. I look back <laughs> at it and I'm like, I mean, what? Dude, it killed us and we had empty packs. Saying. Props yeah. to him. I mean, what it, dude, it took, I mean, obviously it, it was it like, been, there was tons of sunlight and when, by the time we were getting up to the top of the hill, the sun was going down. Yeah. The time we got to the hill, it was golden hour. Right, it was perfect. So you guys are like pick. Yeah, we're like pick. You guys are like my mom. My mom literally has that pick framed at her house. Yeah, and guess what? I wouldn't change it for a world. No, I'll do that again. Me and Mike talked about it, and we're like, that's one of the memories of like, uh, there's there's pain like in the in the situation. It sucks so bad, but you but when you look back at it, you love the memory. And it was oh. like, well, when we were doing it, we were like, how the, f- we, how are we gonna survive? No, it's 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 all mental. Yeah, and know? then like once you get done with it, now that we look back, I it's one of my fondest memories. I'm yeah. like, I remember when we did that; it was so crazy. I didn't think we were gonna get out. We got out. It was hell to get out. Our bodies were beat down. Yeah. And then we had to do it again the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And guess like, what? You want to get to know someone. You really want to get to know someone. You do a trip like that. Yeah. You'll. Yeah. You'll. Yeah. Go as friends, you'll come out as brothers. Dude, you might yeah. thank your brothers now. You do that trip. The crazy thing is, it wears on you mentally too because, dude, for four hours of the day, you're going like this. And not seeing shit. Not yeah. even, you know what I mean? Not even more than four hours. Yeah. Because you, you, you got to wake up. You got to get out to your spot before the sun comes up because they're still out there grazing their feet in the the basins or hillsides depending on where the vegetation is and you get up there you're spot you're spot and spot and spot and spot you might not it might be a shitty spot at the time so you got to pack up you got to move a basin over it's not like all right let's just hop in the truck you got to hike there and get there then you got to sit down and you got to look for you're not looking for a deer you're just looking for a tip of a horn a flick of a tail or just a fur yeah, of hair. It's so crazy. Your eyes, literally it. inside the bino, your eyes are like, like trying to find <laughs> shit. Yeah, because <laughs> like it's so. It's just, it's just probably wild. You're just, you're just looking at nothing. Yeah, grass until you are. Brush. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like until you oh. are, and then you're like, and, and you literally go, oh, how did I find that? Okay, that's wild. 
And then how in the hell am I going to get him to be able to see it? Yeah. yeah. Then you try. Yeah. And I'm bad at describing things. Trust me. We, yeah. I'm like, he's like, it's right next to the, to the there's, sycamore tree. <laughs> there, there, there's a green, but there's a green. Okay. See the dark patch. Okay. Now there's a green bush. I'm like, thanks for describing the hillside. Just let me look. Through, <laughs> just let me look. Through, much you yeah. You can just let me look through your binos. Yeah. About, yeah. There, <laughs> about literally that. there's the nothing thing. you can describe. Like you're it like, all looks the same. Like how do like, you go? Right. There and you're pointing a mile away. Like, it's there, I can see it. How do you not see it? But you're, it's like, yeah, bro. How do you not see it 800 yards away? Yeah, across it's not like across it's 50, a ravine, or 200 yards away, like around here. Like it's like the second year when you and Trent came out, when Mike went after that big buck, and it started hailing. Yeah. And remember, they came up the mountain and they were like, "We need water." We need water. remember yeah. that. And, and we're narrating this. Like we could see. Oh my gosh. This is sorry. Uh, but I don't even know how Mike. First of all, this deer was bedded with it. I don't know, eight, ten yards into the sh- shadows, and I'm looking at. The, I'm like, how did he even spot this? You can barely. You can barely see it, knowing it's there. Like I'm using his binos, and I could finally start adjusting to it. And we're like narrowing, and we could see Trent and Trent's filming. Mike's got the bow, and me and him are up on top of the mountain, just glassing, watching them. Watching them. And we're like narrowing act. We could see every, we could see the deer, the buck, and Mike and Trent in the same, you know, same picture right here in our bind. I was like, man, he's just right there, right there. Like he's standing up, he's looking like, go, go, go. You know, we're, we're not. They're like taking their like, time. They're yeah. taking their time. And, and both of us are on. I set up a camera, like a reaction of just me and him sitting there. And literally me and him were like, go, go, go. No, quit. Go, go. And then eventually I'm just like, Throw my binos down. I'm like, blew it. But and obviously they can't hear. They us can't hear, not, and they yeah. think they don't know the. We're not rep, communicating you know, like, with them. But we can't. Yeah, we're trying. Can you to, talk to each other, or is that no, illegal? It's illegal in some states. Yeah, but we don't. We don't even use. Only way we use two ways is if, like, we, you get one. You, know, you get one down. Shoots one, and you're like, or you hey, where yeah. you at? Yeah. You know, we don't. We don't use. You're not like. Hey, he's like. Yeah, we don't do. Yeah, we don't help with guiding. To I, I got gotcha. you. But we're literally looking through the binos, like watching. If you the guys don't do something thing. right now, this is gonna fall right through our fingertips. And we're, you know, we're like, <laughs> we're think they're and they're they were so they're thirty forty yards away, and from our elevation, obviously we're higher. We think you know, it really throws you for a loop that uh, it's flat, but where they're at, you're like, why can you knob. not see it? Like they had a they knob can't there. See shit. And the knob was like, you know, 10 yards in front of him, and the deer was 25 yards from there. I'm like, we're, of course, we're yelling at, like, we're watching the Super Bowl when Chiefs lost. We're like, just, you blew it. But yeah. what they went through, you know. And it was almost dark whenever they were down there, and then they had to hike all the way out of the basin. Remember, then it started hailing. Yeah. While we were there, it started hailing, and we're, like, going down there. Remember all those sheep? Yeah, the, the <laughs> sheep are there every year. You, that same basin, that's where I shot – my big buck. Mm. So if you're looking at where he was at, if you go over that tree line where it comes up to the left mm-hmm. and it cuts back over, I, Mike and I were on that uh, ridge line. We came down in there. Mm. So we're, we're not that far, you know. Right. You That's know, a good few hundred basin. yards. Keep that basin secret, dude. I shot my next deer like 600 yards from that basin. Really? Last you know, two years ago. But yeah, it was. It's a, you want to get to know someone. You want to build a relationship with someone? You go on a hunt like that. We didn't shower for a week. <coughs> you just you taking wet wipes to wipe yourself down. Yeah, and you're sharing a tent. You know, 
I'm, I'm over the tent shit. I yeah. will admit that. I'm, yeah, I'm, but we I'm were, sleeping in the cot in the enclosed trailer. Yeah. Sorry. This right here, it was farther away than what we were sleeping, man. We were like almost touching. Mm -hmm. Of course, up there, you know, it will get hot, you know, 80, 90 degrees sometimes. But in the night, it's dropping down 40, it, 50 degrees. What? There was a huge spider. Look at it. Right above your cosine. <laughs> It's it's in the windowsill now, but it's all right. <laughs> but like, you wake up. <laughs> if I turn into Spider Man, that might be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat you a lot then. <laughs> but back to the story, like, so you wake up in the morning, it's 40, 50 degrees, and you're freezing, and you just want yeah, like that you cheap, get a, yeah. dirty coffee to just warm you up. Yeah, you get out of the tent, like everything has frost on it. It's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to so get out of cold sleep, out, right? even though you're freezing. And you still like, oh, just get the jet boil going. Let's throw some dirty coffee on. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's try and start a fire so we can stand by it to warm up. Dude, the Idaho hunt is the worst. Yeah, I've ever I bet. Been. Wasn't it wet, too? It was wet. It took us 20 hours to get the elk out. That's outrageous. Maybe we took two trips. That is outrageous. That yeah. shit must suck. That but damn, you fucking will probably never forget shit like that. No, that, that yeah. one was... Yeah, that was... 30 times worse than Dude, what we went Dude, the crazy through. thing is, is in the moment, it's not like, oh, this sucks. It's like, this you is what gotta we, fucking this do is it. what we gotta do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you got, we, what are we gonna do, sleep next to this rock? No, yeah. we gotta get up to the top of the mountain yeah. so we can sleep in our freaking deal. Like, I, it, it's so weird. It's it like, <sighs> so I, I don't but you have to, li literally, the biggest thing is water. You have to be drinking enough water. If you get dehydrated, you are screwed. So, on that hunt, there's a natural spring that it always has. It was a wet spring, wet summer. That spring, and we ran out of water, like, but we knew there was going to be a spring there. was dry. So that night, we shot the, hey, you know, I don't want to really talk about it, but I want to kind of do it to get an idea of it. So we shot that bull at 6.30 p.m. We get down there. We didn't get done butchering that bull, and we're already out of water. And, of course, the food we have is, freeze-dried food so we need water boiled i've never seen a dead elk how how like crazy is it size comparison i mean think about like walking a up horse. to a, a dead horse with you know giant rack that's got to be a on a probably bigger than a horse no about the same i mean yeah. like a clyde we're talking like a clydesdale no, no, regular quarter horse we're talking about a budweiser like a bull elk is there damn i mean like what fucking 400 pounds? Five, 500 pounds? Five, five pounds. And it's like a big bull, five, 500 plus? Yeah, you know, a big bull would get up to six. You know, That's six. fucking massive. I know, but how do you roll that thing over? You know what I mean? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, like, I'm gutting well, a buck. I'm like, I'm like, where'd I shoot him? <laughs> roll it yeah. over, you know? Where'd well, I you, get him? A lot of times you don't just roll it over. You just do so it right there, like how You do lay. it right there. So you do a gutless method most times. Yeah. Uh, White tails, we gut them out and go hanging them up. Hey, the not me no more. You just take it on down to the meat process? Nope. I clean it as fast as I can, but I, I don't gut it. You don't? You don't get I, the inner lines? Uh, no. I I just count it as a loss. Yeah. And yeah. I do everything else. But I hang it and clean everything else. And I've been liking it. Yeah. I mean. Tim does it that way. I, now, the I've only way that you get away with it is if you do it. it. You have to, like, shoot the deer, get the deer. Like, now. I wouldn't do. Yeah. You wouldn't hang it there for a couple it, days. No. It's not like. It's not like. 
I shot it in the morning. We do it that afternoon. It's like if I shoot it and it's like, all right, oh, we get, grab it. We get it back here. I hang it up and then I do it. Yeah. Now, if I'm, if I shoot a deer and we got to travel, I get it as soon as yeah, I, I walk up to it. I, I don't, but the certain situation, if I can just bring it back, clean it right then and there. Yeah. You're, you're fine. I've been non gutting. Well, yeah. And I can't remember how long the time, the time frame it takes to, once you kill an animal that it, that it cre- starts creating bacteria inside of it. Right. Due to having any guts, and I can't remember the time. It's, it's it doesn't take very long. Probably it, a few hours. Well, an here's hour the other half, thing. Maybe yeah. two hours. Well, here's the other thing too is, if I shot it in September, different it, story. Yeah, it probably depends mm-hmm. how. If hot I shoot it, it whenever it's colder and dick. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably shoot a deer when it's ten degrees, and then find it the next day, and then take all the meat. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But as long as the I've just, get to it. I've just, oh, I don't know. I've always gutted my deer. Yeah. yeah. I always do Shoot a deer up. Got to get on. Got to get it. Yeah. So I got it on an elk. You do. You can gut an elk, but you got to think. Like why? Three three times the size of, you know, gut pile on a deer. So we do the gutless method. What you do, you you hide it. You skin the hide. You pull it back. You you start, you quarter out. You take the hinds off. You take the fronts off. Then you take the back strap. You can actually come in through the rib cage and the inner loins on an elk is worth it. Well, they, yeah, yeah, like they're, they're like not that. like a deer, and they're that big. Yeah, they're like that. They're like legit a steak size. I probably get roast breakfast loins right here loins, inside yeah. the ribs. Yeah, you're. That's all right, but so you do a gutless method. So you do that, and then you quarter out. Then when you start taking some weight off, then once you get to that one side, then you can roll it. You take, you know, you use horns, you use other legs, you try to roll it over. It took us three and a half hours to uh, quarter this elk out. Wow. That's, that's how long it takes. I, I'm not saying deboning. I'm just saying quartering out, getting you know your back straps. You get your inner loins out. You get your neck. You get your your quarters out. Then so we got done at like 10:30 at night. We're doing this in you know nighttime. So we're like, all right, we we don't have food. We don't have water. So we get up. We start hiking out. And there's a lot of deadfall. So it's dark. So we're we got good headlamps. But once you start you're know, looking up, you then what what deadfall is is old trees and snow that push trees over so it's just it's just a maze trying to get through there so you got to look up you got like all right i need to be there but i gotta go this way that way this way then work my way up so Mm -hmm. when it's dark out you're like all right i'm good here then all of a sudden you start going then you're all right i gotta backtrack 40 yards down this mountainside and come back up and we get uh, it's like 12 30 you know we got our packs full we're falling asleep we don't have food we don't have water we've been out of water for the whole day pretty much so we're just sitting there and we're wet from the day before and of course you're up in the high altitude it starts getting cold you know temperatures dropping 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 and you're just cold and everything's wet and you're trying to make a fire we don't have no sleeping bags we don't have we have a lightweight tarp that you know a little bit you put two beer can 12 ounce beer cans together that's what it fits in you know something like that and we start like the guy I was with, he was falling asleep, and I, you know, we're both tired. I'm like, hey man, let's just can't, you know, let's just sleep here and get to, the, you know, get some daylight so we know what we're doing, so we're not backtracking so much, you know. You so you're, you're trying to get whatever dead. Only thing that was burning was dead, you know, leaves, bark, little twigs and stuff like that, which which you both know, something dead it burns really quick. So we're like burning. It's like, shh, you know, within a couple Go minutes on. it's gone. So you're just doing that. And once you start, you ha- you had to dig your feet in. So you had to dig your feet in, your heels in. 
when you start like trying to like, relax and all of a sudden you just start sliding down mm. the hill in the mountainside. Mm. So you got to reposition. You're, then you're just praying, uh, just just get daylight so we can see what we're doing. And finally, you know, I'm falling asleep, my hands in the fire. You know, everyone, we're just taking turns doing that. We're soaking wet. Finally gets daylight and we can see where we're going. We get up out of there. And we had, obviously, we had to go back in, get the horns, because you always pack out, we always want to pack out the meat first, mm-hmm. then come back and get the rest of the meat plus you know, horns. And then we do that. Do we ever scare bears? You're, you're so, yeah, we're in bear country, but like, at that time, like, you're so tired, you're like, I don't give it, I don't care. Like, you don't care about wolves, don't care about mountain lions, don't care about bear, you, you don't care about anything. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm just that tired. I mean, we, you know, a few days before that, we were literally, our spike camp was in Bear Haven. We we saw a giant boar, a trophy boar, which we didn't have a bear tag. It was, you know, a couple hundred, two, three hundred yards away from us. And we're like, that's a big bear. You know, we're not, you know, you're not scared. Anything. Like, you just appreciate the, the sighting of mm-hmm. that, the, just that animal. You're like, that's, that animal grew to be that size. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're just, you're just kind of in awe of it. You're like, oh, man, that's just cool. Like you take your mind off elk hunting, and you're like looking at this bear, and you just appreciate what he's doing. Yeah, I uh, the first year I was walking around in my pack with the 357, that big ass <laughs> 357 everywhere, and like after the first day, I was like, I'll risk it for the weight. Yeah, I ain't carrying this thing around. Yeah, I, yeah. And by the time I get to it in my pack, I'm already eight. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, I guess we're gonna gamble here. Yeah. And uh, uh, was that the second year? Was that with you when we we're coming up in Utah? The mountain lions that jumped two full-grown mountain lions and and that doesn't happen because apparently mountain lions don't group. They don't very only, often. Only in mating season. And uh, will you please show the camera that? What you just did. <laughs> Can we get a zoom here? Hilly got to take a piss. <laughs> he he should have raised his hand like he was getting permission in school. Yeah, elementary school. Yeah. Hey, as, as long as you get the ruler on your way out, put it back on, on your way back in. <laughs> so, I, yeah, the two mountain lions, you know, usually mountain lions, you know, group up. They can, but during mating season when they're, you know, trying to reproduce. But it's it's crazy. It was, I don't know, like five thirty. It's dark. We're trying. We're driving up this old this old logging road up this mountain. And all of a sudden, these two giant mountain lions just jump right, literally right in front of us. Right in front of the, like our trucks driving like this, and they just jump out in front of the headlights, and then they're running in front of our truck for a good thirty seconds. Yeah, I would say. 30 seconds, these mountain lions with these big tails just bouncing. Yeah. Ju- running. Full grown. Right, full grown mountain lions running in front of our truck. And then they just go like this. Shoof, dive off into the woods. Yeah. It was the craziest thing I've it's ever seen. It was an awe moment. Like, we could easily. We all were phone. looking at each other like. We could have easily grabbed our phone and filmed it, but we we're just so like, starstruck at these mountain lions that jumped right in front of us. So we we're just like. We're like, holy shit, is that mountain lions? Yeah. Like, we are appreciated what was in front of us yeah and not like grabbing our phones we were just like right there like oh that's awesome and another one oh a couple years ago in utah we were literally mike and i were going down this crevice i had fresh mountain lion tracks right like right there like we're not the only predators out here mm-hmm. 
Yeah, There's somebody else out here. It, it it's makes so it it's so different than hunting here. Like I've never yeah. been there, but it's so different, oh, dude. Because you're like here. I'm walking through the woods. I'm like, what? What a badger yeah. want to come square up with me? Like, coyote, like a little yeah. like a mangy coyote? Like bring yeah. it the fuck on. Yeah. There. Uh. Uh-uh. It's. Mm, yeah, that fuck you up. 140, 170 pound <laughs> mountain lion. A cat. A fucking 150-pound cat. They For live real. out there year-round. You know, it makes you appreciate it, and you also, I also have like a little competitiveness in me, and I'm like, all right, I, I can outdo you. So I'm, it's you versus mountain lion? Yeah, man. Dude, I, I when My I... My guy, man, you... <laughs> I would no, pay, he's talking I would about on getting the prey. Getting the prey, uh, yeah. Talking, I thought you were talking about like mountain lion. He thought one. he thought <laughs> you was gonna piece up a mountain lion. <laughs> hey, in North Dakota, like, don't tell me you one? pieced up a mountain lion. No, no, no. That, so, por- that porcupine. Yeah, I fucked that porcupine. <laughs> that, was, that was cool though. But uh, I actually went out mountain lion hunting. You know, I was just gonna cut in you know, the snow. I was gonna cut a track. I was like, all right, because you get. They have a quota on tags. You yeah. don't have to get a tag. They at the time I think it was seven. They had. They do three seasons. They got like one before dog season. They got dog season. Then if they have any tags available, then they have a third one to fill the tags. Mm-hmm. And I was it was late, you know, snow on the ground up there. And I was like, I'm gonna go try to cut a track on a mountain line. Shoot me a mountain line. It was a nightmare. It was snow. Then it, it's so cold that the top layer gets, you know, frozen. But all of a sudden you're just walking. All you just drop <laughs> to your hips yeah. in snow drift. And you're like. And you just you're just fighting that all the way through there. It's just, but I did try to go mountain lion hunting. Can you call you know? them in? I feel like yeah, you can. I feel like it's like w- way harder. It's harder, but, but you I've can, seen it. You can you can call. Have them you seen in, the guys that do it I with mean, the dogs? Well, yeah. Trans. I don't know that I would want to do that. No, no, I don't know if I'd want to do that. It's kind of weird, but but uh, see, I wanted to cut a track and just I'm not one track just down. track that bitch down. To the and den, get, that know? that would be the way I would want to do it, but yeah, I feel like that is one hundred times harder. Yeah, and I had my bow. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, not like a rifle or a shotgun. I just had my bow. Like, I mean, you you walk it. up on a mountain line. Is that thing running up a tree? Or is it just running? I feel like it's just running off. It, it, I feel like the dogs hungry. get it up a tree. Unless it's hungry. They look at you like, you're not moving too quick in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can get you pretty easy. That would be dope to kill a mountain would. line. <laughs> but T- take a picture of it on your back. So in North Dakota, you can't gut it there. You have to carry it out whole. The mountain line? Yeah, so you're... Would you, you get that thing? You have so to. So when do you get I don't it? know why I'm even asking. You, get, you, you get, have to get that mounted. Right. Yeah. You have probably to. three grand on a mount. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or more. So, well, <laughs> That's what my dad paid for his bear, like three, three grand. grand. Yeah. A big non normal. But worth like it, that. I think. Dude, in yeah. the long yeah. run. Yeah. Well worth it. In the that, long run. It's not like you're getting it. I think an elk what's an elk? It's gotta be expensive. Probably like a few that. grand. Yeah, it's fifteen to three grand. Fifteen hundred that's what I heard. Fifteen hundred bucks. Depending on what you want. Yeah. Like anything, heck, that mule deer. Dude, I he's got a badass pedestal mount. Yeah, what that, that is so. That is so like dope. Thousand bucks, like fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen, eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, you know. Well, I bet they probably cost more with the velvet, huh? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like they have a base of like a hundred and forty inch deer, then every ten inches of that you have to pay additional for per velvet. Oh yeah, because they got to inject it for. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, don't they put a needle in and they, inject it with something? Each time. Formaldehyde? Is formaldehyde, that what it is? Yeah, for, yeah, so each time in velvet, they got veins coming up to it, mm-hmm. even whitetail. They got to inject that into each of the tines. 
and obviously you got a bigger deer. Well, yeah, that costs money it more. Costs, more injections. I was like three hundred dollars in just injections. Yeah, but it's worth it. Well, yeah. I have you ever have you ever like had a velvet thing and let it like rot? Like yeah. Mike, I th- I was young. It's probably been a long time ago. We found a dead deer hit. It was velvet, a big one, mm-hmm. and it was so nasty. We should we had to like, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After I mean, it was fucking like yeah, it's rotten, rotten mm-hmm. meat. I mean, it was yeah. nasty. Dude, I would love to shoot a velvet deer. That's on my list. Yeah. I'd like to have that. I don't even know, what, like what a whitetail. Yeah, go to Kentucky. You can do it in September. Say, Kentucky, what they have in Kentucky. No, August you can do it in September. People do it in September. Not very often. Not very Unless often. Unless they don't have. There's a guy I know that shot one in November this year, but it's like weird. They don't like. Yeah, that, like their nuts cut off. But yeah. you could go. Uh, I know okay, two people no, that have shot. You, hey, you want to know the tag that's pretty badass? Is the uh, Kansas early muzzleloader tag? It's like September seventh or thirteenth. Yeah. And uh, the bucks are in velvet out there. Yeah. Not all of them, no, of course. There's everyone. some, but the bucks that we saw whenever I went out there with Ryan, yeah, they were velvet. Yeah. Are you guys gonna Are you gonna put in for conservation tags in Missouri? Do you do hey, that? Hey, when do you got to do that by? Yeah, July first. All right. You do that July first. That's like in no, two days. No, you it start. You can start July. It's like it the whole month of July. You can start July first. Applying. I've been thinking about doing that. I will. I, I will. I, I, I did with my dad deal. forever, but uh, he quit doing it, so I I well, never really did. Yeah, let's it. Let's just. Aren't you? Can't you do that in a group? Yeah, you let's can do, do that in a group. group. Yeah, because I've been I've been thinking about that this this summer. I was thinking about doing blue and gray up here. Yeah. Do you do you still have your lease? No, I don't have that lease. No, not no. anymore. But I did lock up a little, little urban property. Did you? Yeah. I got a good one. Well, North. you've been there. I know. It's good. This one's. It's a sneaky one. Uh, that how I almost bought a house right next to there, right next to Elliot. The barn. To the no. Left. To the back towards AA. Oh. Like a house over. Yeah. Kind of halfway. Kind of halfway up. It was the first house. No, it was the first house right off. Well, that uh, road. The road you turn off of like you lane's take a, dad's selling his house it's back one road toward it's the first house on the right as soon as you turn on there right right i know i looked you're at talking it about brown yeah i looked at it but i didn't end up getting it well uh is he selling his house yeah you might look at that he's got a nice pad yeah i bet he does i didn't i don't know That's got hard. a garage it's, two-car garage i'm not too big of a hurry to buy a house right now <laughs> it's a tough tough it's time pretty, pretty pretty tough time to buy pretty a house. tough time uh, I don't foresee it getting better, though. And mm. I know it's kind of a outlandish claim, but... I don't know that it can get much worse, though. Unless interest right. rates just go up. Way I, th- think that, I think that <laughs> it just, like, houses are going to stay this price and then interest rates are just going to continue to climb. Yeah, then guess what? When Dude, it, but no uh, we've got so complacent with interest rates. Like, at a long time ago, like in the early 90s and 80s, they were, like, super high. Yeah. But we did have a recession in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. There's a dude at work. He's telling me his neighbor was like 13%. That's a terrible deer. <laughs> I would not. That's terrible. You know what? You're going to pay that in 30 years? Yeah. You're Just say a $200,000 house, 13%. You're going to pay, you know, your principal plus interest. You're going to be paying eight hundred, nine hundred thousand 900000 on a $200,000 house. Unless you get in and try and refinance. That's what a lot of people well, do. That's what you, you got to do. They try you and eat do, it. But, yeah. but a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know about refinancing. Yeah. They, they just, they're just yeah, like, this is my what, house. What are the, I want to pay it for okay, five years. What are the downsides of refinancing? 
Well, it just takes a hit. On your credit, credit, yeah. but that's what I think. You also you want to refinance, so you got just say eight percent. You can refinance yeah, for, for five and a half percent. That's a good refinance. Yeah, you I believe you don't want to do too many of them. I believe whenever you refinance, you can pull equity out too. Yeah. So, like, let's say let's say you buy a two hundred fifty thousand dollar home, and over three years you pay off twenty thousand dollars, and when it, I Dude, I'm just talking so out of my ass, but I think I heard this at some point, so don't hold me to it. But I believe when you do refinance that you can pull equity out. To, so, like, let's say whenever you refinance, then you go, "Hey, I, we're gonna finish the basement. I need to pull out ten grand." Yeah, no, and you, you can. put and you borrow against your equity. Is that that's true? No, right? that's okay. true. So, uh, most times your house will appreciate, not depreciate. Mm-hmm. So, just say two hundred thousand dollar house in five years could be yeah, because it goes and market. gets reappraised. So, let's say you buy it at two fifty. And then the market says, "Oh, it's two seventy-five or well, three fifty or whatever." And let's say your note is only at two hundred because you paid it down. Okay, you got sixty thousand yeah. dollars too. You can, you know, you can also use that. It's called leveraging. You can actually go buy other real estate with that. Yeah. You don't want to over leverage. You know, you don't want to get your upside down. But just say you got three hundred thousand dollar house, and you owe a hundred thousand. You you can leverage two hundred thousand. I mean, you don't want to leverage that much. Unless you're 100, percent you you're capable of you know paying everything out. But you say you want to say I want to take out 100,000. That means it's back up to 200,000. I'm going to pay on that. But that 100,000, I could take that and buy another like a rental property. Right. Use that as a down payment. Is that what the 1031 exchange is? No, no. Because you can 1031 exchange, and then if you can prove, I, I still don't hold it. This is bro science. Okay. This is not factual. This is what I. Th- think I heard at one point. Okay, so don't hold me to it. But I thought that whenever you 1031 exchange, like if you were to go into a rental property and and you can prove that it's revenue generating, that then after that property, you can borrow off of its equity as well. So then that's how you can go from one property to two to five to 10 to what I If I remember right on 1031 exchange is say you have a real estate and I have real estate. And so I, I could sell that outright, say to Hilly. But oh, I'm but you have taxed. to you have I'm to put be, it back into another property. Yeah, so I, gotcha. I can be taxed on that. But you, you have won't a property. Get taxed. You won't get taxed if you put but, it into another property. But gotcha. No, you got to exchange. So you oh. have a property that you know needs it needs work. But as me as a business, I would like oh that's worth more. That's a good trade for me. And you're like hey, I like your house. I thought I was going to remodel this house. I don't want to. I like your house is done. I, I want to move that. I could exchange that. You know, we can just, you know, flip-flop, and it won't be taxed as hard. Mm. I got you. That's a, kind of like a 1031 exchange. I got you. Mike knows more about that, though. Yeah. He's deep. In, I need to get more into that side of the, of the stuff. I, I mean, dude, my dad's got so many different rental properties, and we talk about it all the time of, like, if we had an advisor that, like, knew how to maximize assets – Hey, he has seven rental properties. You can borrow against this and be turned into 14. Like, but he just doesn't know how to do that. He's old school. You, you know, send me the check in the mail for the rent. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, just like, just wasn't how he did things. Yeah, not, well, not that there's anything wrong with it. No. How he's done his thing. It tip works. my hat. Tip my hat. It worked for him. It worked for him. But I'm just saying, I think that, and he's, we're, like, we have conversation all the time. He's even admitted, like, yeah, if we knew. Other things, we probably could have done this way more easier, way more fluent, probably could have more stuff. But 
We just don't know that stuff. It's a lot of people are like, oh, you're borrowing against your house. It's actually you're leverage, leveraging. What you use, what you're you're doing is, all right, you don't have that hundred thousand to put a down payment on another rental property, but you got that in equity. Then you can just say use your house as collateral. You yeah, you leverage your house, but you don't want to go. Like I said earlier, you don't want to go extreme. But you what you're in reality, what you're doing is you're you're gonna pay it off that, but you're taking that bank's money right now. And you're gonna go buy your rental property. Mm-hmm. Hundred thousand, you can get two or three properties, depending on what type of property. You can get more, or you can get one, depending on what type of property you you, you know what's you know. Yeah. One In this market, hundred thousand ain't gonna get you shit. But you, no, hundred. <laughs> well, you can buy it, dude. You can buy. But you, what you, I'm getting, you can at, buy some junk in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I feel you, that you can buy some junk, but no, but what I'm getting at is that hundred thousand. You're just using that as a down payment. Right. Yeah, so you yeah, can go yeah. get you a two hundred thousand so, yeah. dollar house. You pay twenty percent. Yeah, put fucking fifty percent down. Twenty cent is that's right. forty. That's forty forty thousand dollars. Or you get into the situation that we got into with this last flip house, where we bought the house so cheap that it appraised for more than what we bought it for, so we didn't have to put a down payment because there was already equity built in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dream scenario. That's, yeah. That hey, is a dream. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck finding them. Right now because they're once in a blue moon that that yeah. happens. And, and there, you know how my dad sold it to those people? is like, you don't got to do nothing. You don't have to pass an inspection. It don't have to do... You don't leave what you don't want to move. Don't fix nothing. If the, the front stairs are messed up and it wouldn't pass inspection, you got to fix that. The gutters are off or whatever. Yeah. You buy an as This is. doesn't work. We'll buy it as is. Leave what you want. We'll take care of it. Yeah. And that's the only reason why we got that deal is because we we're like, but you can't... The only way that you get that, he's got a construction company that we can go and do the demo. Mm-hmm. We got a dump truck. Exactly. And a dump trailer, yeah. you know. But unique situation. But, yeah, good luck finding that. Yeah. But they do happen every once in a while. Dude, my mm-hmm. first house. We, I, I've been through two. My first house, it was like that, too. You know, we bought it so cheap. Praise for more. Boom. No down payment. Exactly. You just, you got to put some time. You got to put some research in. Mm-hmm. And then you got to, you know. You gotta know what you're doing. Well, and you yes. the thing is, is it's all the situation that you want. These properties were extremely distressed and needed thirty to sixty thousand dollars worth of work on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the reason why it's that cheap. Yeah. You know, there's exactly. a reason. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like it's not like oh, this house of freaking Woodbury is just <laughs> yeah. for some reason it didn't afraid. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no, reasons. It's a complete facelift. It's not like you need yeah. to throw in some carpet and slap some paint in. You gotta redo flooring, sinks, yeah. walls, you know, studs. You gotta, you gotta redo a lot of, you know. Dude, in this market, if you want a nice house, you gotta make it nice. Yeah, that's what I'm, it's I'm so in the process hard right, right now. now. It is so hard right now. I'm getting ready to buy a place up there, kind of, you know, quarter mile from my parents. It's an A-frame, has a detached garage has five acres there mm-hmm. but it has fire damage mm-hmm. you know you know I'm, i also have a general contracting company i bring in my subs to fix all that up yeah you know i can get it lower than what it appraised for so yeah and that's what i'm doing yeah i'm wondering uh of course i read a bunch of this stuff because i'm like in that business but i'm wondering like if there's gonna be a crash and th- there's a famous quote that fortunes are made and oh fuck how, how, how does the quote go 
Fortunes are made in time of distress. Correct. Oh yeah. For Correct. sure. If you got if you got a stockpile of money. Right. And you can take advantage when bad things are happening. So, dude, I I'll, I literally me, I I remember because stop you on that. Okay, you're not taking advantage. Not taking you're, advantage. You're taking the opportunity. I'm taking the opportunity. And going with it. Right. So, like an example, in 2008 when the market crashed and everything, that's when houses were super cheap. That's when my dad started buying his rental property. Yeah. Started getting a lot of his rental properties, or getting the majority of them because he's buying houses for super freaking cheap. Pennies on the dollars. Pennies on the dollar. That's what I'm saying. Whenever this COVID stuff happened, I remembered him saying that fortunes are made in time times of distress and whenever COVID happened i was like i had that in my mind i'm like if there's any time to put the gas on any everything that you're doing right now's the time dude and it was kind of weird for the media business is a lot of people had to advertise because differently differently and it helped Paid me off. it helped me a ton it really and for some people, COVID completely derailed. Like, if you were in a restaurant, fuck. But for me, it kind of played into my favor. People were like, wanted to advertise through social. They needed somebody to make videos so they could reach people because they're not doing this this stuff. They're not paying the budgets for having people in the office, but they need to advertise. Whatever. Whatever the situation is, people needed to advertise. So it kind of somewhat worked out for me. That's what I'm thinking about this property management stuff is moving forward if we do go into recession with us doing the rentals and stuff, I'm like, that's when people are going to need to rent. Yeah. Cause you got to think going to the recession and hopefully that. we can acquire properties at that time, but you have to have the capital to do it. That's, yeah. that's my thing. I'm like, we better stack our chips, hold our chips so that if this thing does go, we can, we have the ability to make some moves. Okay. Let's buy a flip house and then buy it for 60,000, sell it for one fifty. Yeah. Whatever, and put twenty into it. Whatever. Yeah, 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 but you also guys have you know equity and you got assets within the houses itself that mm -hmm. you already have. Mm -hmm. So that gives you an advantage than most people because you can use that as leverage and yeah. go to these you know banks. Hey, I, I got this, this, and this. Let's let's, let's work a deal. Mm -hmm. Then you can work a deal. Then you can go get these other houses. You know that were right now hundred, just say hundred fifty thousand, just as hypothetical. You can go pick some of these houses up for eighty, ninety, hundred thousand. Because guess what? Someone, you know, times are good. People are like, oh, I can go, you know, pay this fifteen two thousand dollar mortgage a month, you know, but it makes us a little thin right now. Guess what? You're going to lose liars. You're going to lose jobs. That's a, one of the first things you can go. So if you get in a rental, when you're in the rental game, that, you know, some of these people, it's not the necessarily the $150,000, $200,000 mortgage. Most people can do away with that. It's when you start getting up to that five to the million dollar range that, oh, I, I can pay for it. You know, that's five, seven, eight thousand dollars a month. All of a sudden they lose that job. They can go get a, a good, still get a good job, you know, make a, you know, five, six thousand. They can't make that payment. Guess what? Right. Those people come back and they need a, a nice place to rent. And that's when you come in and say, you have that place to rent. They look at a fifteen, two thousand dollar mortgage and be like, oh, I can, I, we got this. Yeah, one of the things that I'm learning too is in the property management business, it's not named right. It's not property management. It's tenant management. 100%. It's solely on tenant relationships, getting people in, and then also hoping that they do not tear the place apart because yeah. that is, 
as soon as they tear a place apart and then you do let, let's say they rent it for a year and they pay you monthly 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 of course some of these you know some of our investors have got you know mortgages on these houses that they're paying off of but dude when they move out and you got to spend ten thousand dollars to fix the place up, you just erased. Exactly. So, do you do any background checks? Yeah, background and credit check. You got to do that. Yeah, it's mandatory. You, know, you got to then always uh, have references and you can say, "Hey, who was your last? You know, last place you rent an apartment or house? Get just like you do on a, you know, on a resume." It's reference. all good in theory. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It's all good in theory. Uh, also, you keep the deposit, and then hopefully if the property is in the same condition that they left out, then they get their deposit back. You know how many people get their deposit back? Very few. Very few. Yeah. I mean, I had a – I rent, when I was in college at Missouri State, I rented a apartment there. And, I, of course, I put a deposit down. I don't know. It was like 800 or 850 you know, you first, you know, deposit plus first month rent. I left – Literally, the only thing that was there was like nail holes from p- hanging up pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Took, kept my whole deposit. Yeah. I was like, I mean, give me half the deposit back. Yeah, that's kind of shady. We had my dad had a lady that rented his house for fifteen years, paid it off, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paid it off, and. After 15 years, she tried to get her deposit back. My dad went and walked through, and the doors were kicked in and this and that. And he goes, well, you can't get your deposit back. There's, like, holes in the wall, and the doors are kicked in. There's, like, the doors are off the frames. And she said, that wasn't me. That was my kids. That's your responsibility. (laughs) It's still the same house. (laughs) Your name's on the lease. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's – but – Tenant management. Yeah. Yeah. That's the business. It's not property management. Yeah. It's tenant management. Yeah. You get the right tenants in. Yeah. Life but it's a beautiful good. business. I've got, we've got relationships with some of the tenants that are phenomenal. They're incredible people. Take care of the stuff. They pay on the, on time. They're rock and roll. It's a beautiful relationship. Anytime they got a question, they ask. We handle it. It's smooth. It's awesome. And then yeah. some, but dude, you're dealing with people. There's rotten eggs everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just, there's rotten weight eggs and the same thing with the gas station. They see 50 people that don't bitch about the debit card deal. That one guy does. That one guy. You know what? So that's what happens. That's just, if you deal with a good amount of people, you're going to deal with freaking people that are, you know, that's just the game. Hey, let's get Tristan involved a little bit. What do you got going on, man? What do I got going on? Yeah. Hey, when do you turn, when do you turn, when do you turn out? About a year, a year. So how many? Is it five? Left. Yeah. Is it five years? You gotta have five. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's five years. You're almost there, man. Yeah, one more year. I know. That's gonna feel pretty so wild. nice. That is uh, gonna feel so nice. Back. It's pretty wild, to be honest. Kind of flown by. Yeah, I'm, and I probably we both agree that we're proud of you. Yeah, we'll for stick sure. With it. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. To be honest, I don't shit, know. Shit, I got do one more year. I still gotta pass the test, but oh, I'm you're fine. You'll be fine. I can call you a kid because you're still younger than me. I know, you, you fucking old bastards. Yeah, Wait, how old dude, I'm getting old, 24? too. Hey, hey, I know I'm getting old. You're only 24? Barney's older than me, so I, I know you're old. getting old. I got grace. Because I'm definitely Fuck, getting old. Where are you, 28, 29? 20, hey, 30? easy, easy. 29? I'll take 29. 
I'll take 28 if you want to give me. 30? Fuck I'm 30. 30. I'm 28, God, dog. You old motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't realize. I forget every time. Oh, you ain't that much older than me. He said, you better chill. I'm 28. Come on, He's cousin. four years older. Yeah, you pretty old. He was hitting on Are girls you when you were in the womb. 28, dog. Yeah, I guess Luke is 28. Nicole's 30. She is? Yeah, we were giving her massive shit. It's pretty funny. Good. Who's Nicole? Luke's His wife. Yeah, Luke's, Luke's wife. wife. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely getting old. It's uh, crazy, dude. On, Literally on. from 25 to 28, you age like. Dude, I feel like I'm getting old. Yeah, first of all, let's, I'm like, let's Jesus stop that Christ, right there, I guys. go play around in golf and my hips That's hurt. That's a mindset. That's it a mindset. is mindset. <laughs> Fuck that. You can think I, about that. I agree with you. you know, I, I agree with you. I still can say it. Though. I'm not necessarily uh, even bo- saying body-wise, but I think just brain-wise, I'm like, I've, I don't know. Things get also, dude. I've got a fiance. Like, start. It's your, uh, yeah. But your congratulations, bud. Stuff starts getting. You're interested. You're, you know what I mean. You start getting shorter. dialed. You don't care about certain stuff. You start getting dialed in, and it's it's different. Hundred percent. Yeah, on the when, on the same. Yeah. Like like this. Like the Kenny Chesney concert got rescheduled to this weekend. Five years ago, I'm like, I'm not missing that for, for fucking anything. nothing. Anything. Now I'm like, damn! I'd kind of rather go to the lake, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's that's like me. like it's gonna rain. Don't care to even tailgate. Let's just show up if it's not gonna rain during the concert. Like, yeah. but dude, and you know, before, <laughs> before you know, that was line. like a fucking staple. Like, you would not miss the Kenny Chesney concert, bro. To miss, you wouldn't miss fucking that for nothing. <laughs> Let me tell you about our tailgate. Dude, our tailgate. Our tailgate. We would have 80 people there at or our tailgate. More. Or more. Legitimately. Like 80 people there. It was a freaking madhouse for every tailgate that we had. Like, I'm telling you, we threw a party. We had the IO flag. We had. We had Up the flag. Season, uh, Anyone like thirty? Videos, yeah. We had twenty foot of like PVC in the air. We made Just, it would yeah. say, "Look for the white and yeah." We would say, IO "Look flag. for the white infinity flag." That's where our tailgate is. Motherfuckers just be showing up. They would show up, and we had koozies. We was handing off, out koozies. Off social media and Snapchat, just people just random people showing up. Oh, we were marketing it. Yeah. We were like, "Hey, we, on it's, Snapchat, it's the like, IO IO Kenny tailgate." Get there. We got free koozies. If you show us a koozie, we'll post you on our story. Like we were doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> that's that's great. Alabama slam pajamas. We're like yeah. in the Beer line bong. to get into the parking lot. Or like an hour and a half early, parked, tailgates down, bags. playing bags, getting drunk in the line to get into the concert. Like that's. I mean, I wish I wish I would experience that. Dude, it was fun. Yeah. You you. I guess you never did go, but dude, no, it was, I never went. I'm, my problem is I like why you didn't go. I remember the, the last big one we had. You guys were living together. I don't know what year. You I probably was. Probably just didn't give a fuck. That or I was probably doing. I, you know me. I like staying busy. I'm but always piddling around. Doing I'm something. telling you, dude. You, you would not miss it. Now I'm like it's been since COVID, whatever twenty twenty. It's been I think three. Two. Three summers, I think. This is the one, on two, third, third summer yeah, this yeah. summer that he hasn't had it. And we, we've we had tickets for three years. And I'm like, you know, am I going to go? Yeah. But 
I'm not that into it anymore. No, I, I, I'm not how I used to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a different thing now. It's, different yeah, it's not that fucking cool. And I feel like me hanging out with mostly like older dudes like you guys, like I'm a little older than I yeah, am. Kind of old school. Yeah. I'll give you that. You know what I mean? Like, like I got buddies my age, don't get me wrong, but I fucking hang out with you and Tim and fucking yeah. all you guys way more than dudes of my own age for the most part. But like, I don't see. I, I don't do. care to go and like I'd fucking be doing this yeah. stuff right here. Yeah. Like yeah. honestly, I this we can have a conversation. We can we enjoy each other's time. You know, like we can really get into the nitty gritty by just doing something like this. And right. I mean, I'm not saying nothing going on at concerts. You know, terrible and that'd still be a fun time. That's but that's some a different fun mm-hmm. than this. I'm having a great time. That's fun. But yeah. We, man, we're just socializing. We're and we catching up and we're doing. You know, it's it's just a different feeling yeah dude just uh it's something that you have to uh get accustomed to is like eras just end you know like certain eras just end where you're doing certain things and then you get older and you age out and some people you don't talk to as much anymore like that's the craziest thing now that i'm 28 i thought that my little like crew that i ran with at high school we would never not be you know, like legitimately yeah, i thought break, uh, it was break just up. not break up yeah, yeah basically but i thought that it was always just going to be uh and it's just you know people's lives go this way and yeah. people's lives go this way and some people go to college over here and they they build a new friend group and some people you know don't go to college and then they build a new friend group because their girl dates another girl so then they get best friends with them and then they develop their own freaking group or whatever their girl dates another girl or their girl is, <laughs> or you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their girl is friends, friends with, with another, another girl, girl, and then you start hanging out with that couple or yeah. whatever. Like it, it just friend groups kind of morph yeah. and go this way, and then some of them overlap, and it's it's kind of crazy how it's like. It is. The older you get, it just goes. And your friend group yeah. goes from this, you know. Yeah. And it just starts shrinking up. And do you remember whenever we were at the major house, how many just people would show up? I don't talk to like, any of those people for years. For years, bro, you're talking both of us. I know, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there was 50 Dr- people. Yeah, that well, I don't talk uh, to yeah, all of them. Like more, maybe more. Yeah, 50 to 100 people. Like, dude, we would party. I mean, that, I don't know how that shit was so fun. I was like fucking 19, like drinking fucking beers. You know, maybe not 19. Maybe not. I'm 18. I mean, I was I was still in high school when I started fucking around with Infinity. Yeah. And I, I kind of forget that sometimes you're that much younger. And I'm like, hey, yeah, man. it's pretty weird. I remember the time in Nebraska when we went to that. Uh, we were turkey hunting. And oh, yeah. And I fell off the bed. No. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, I, I do think it's a good about. idea to just carry a few beers in my pocket into the and, bar. Yeah. And honestly, you didn't yeah, think it was cans. a good idea. Didn't you bring cans yeah, in? Yeah. But no, no. You didn't even think it was a good idea. You put it in your pocket. We were... We I didn't even. I, we were drinking in the truck in the yeah. somewhere, and I. No, we were just drinking at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. And you, had and you put them in your pocket, and then we got into the beer, and, and she I was served like, you a beer. Yeah, served and you beer. So you got away with it, and then you pulled out the can, and she was like, "Did you bring that in here?" And you're like, "No, no." And she's like, "We don't serve bush like cans." <laughs> Remember? Because that you had was in your pocket. You she had already. I found it. it, and I was like, 
yep. halfway buzz, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> she had she had already served you, so she was like, uh, he was like green light, like you're 100%. good. She's gonna bring you beers all night, but then he pulled out a beer out of his uh, pocket, and then she was like, uh, uh-uh, you got to get out of here. And he we'll went and sat in the truck. You guess what? We stayed there. Yeah, right, we stayed the there. I was like, give me your fucking keys, Bob. <laughs> yeah, my dad was there. My dad's like, oh, you you dip shit. You know, you're yeah. good. She was cool too. But then and we, then went we went back, back the, the next night. You remember that? We oh, went yeah, back yeah, the yeah. next day. I was like, she remembered because it's the only place. Well, to no eat. shit, she remembered. <laughs> it's the only place to eat in that whole little ass town. I mean, what? Fuck Nebraska. That subway. <laughs> She's like, Casey, oh, you, Casey, I don't even remember what she said. Did you bring any beers tonight, hun? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. That was so. I don't funny. know why the That's fuck I did grade. that. Yeah, yeah, that was turkey season. We're like, all right, me and D go up. We hunt one day, get our ass kicked. And we're like, all right, next day we know where they're at. We wake up and it's like, what, into March for bow season? Yeah. Yeah. Middle, into March. A fucking blizzard. (laughs) Yeah, I was up there. A blizzard. Me and and Hilly got in my truck and we started to head to the field that we were going to. And there was like a foot of snow. And we were like driving on this road and we just went like this. Nah. Nah. (laughs) <laughs> and we turned around and went straight home. Yeah. We literally were like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, yeah. Because like the day before was seventy degrees. Sun. Yeah, it was beautiful, like, perfect. Like gobbling turkeys. Snowed. Like, and we like I remember this because my dad. I called this turkey up. My this ridge went down in this ditch and went in this cornfield. And there's some CRP. Like we just got into the CRP. We just literally sat down. I called this turkey in within five yards from here that right on the decoys and my dad couldn't get pulled back in time. Then next day we wake up. This is literally, like you said, like a foot of snow or like we went out, like you guys didn't were like, not a good idea. We didn't even make it. Like we got it right outside of town close and we to were where like, we were going. Let's go. D was like, this is bad. And I was like, fucking turn around. And we went straight home. It took us like three times. I don't even remember. We, what was Wherever we were at Nebraska, three hours maybe, yeah. not even three, two yeah. and a half hours. Three, it took us right forever three, to get three. home. It took yeah. us like, like doubled, like six yeah. hours to get home. We were in your dirt in that Duramax. Yeah. <laughs> you probably didn't have the down the road. You probably still had the ball tires on, didn't you? No, I had good tires at that point. It Did was it? loud as fuck. Oh, you had the <laughs> Yeah. And ironically, that wasn't the first time I hunted turkeys. That Duramax was in peak form then. It's still in peak form. No. Dude, she's still running after a tranny. It's, it's just how you take care of it, man. It's yeah. running like it's running like a champ. You know how many miles that's on that? 350, 360. Yeah. On the 360. Truck. On the truck. 360. Think about that. 360,000 miles. That thing's still going up and down the road. Barely. Man, I know you've been hard on it. So hard. <laughs> so hard. It's yeah. got a hole in the transfer case I right now. I remember when you first got that fucking truck. That thing was mint. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I, I was in Luke's Jake. truck, I remember, driving mm-hmm. down I-70, going east by Little Blue Parkway. Mm-hmm. We're both right next to each other. We did. You did. I was in Luke's truck watching you. You did a burnout doing, like, 70. Mm-hmm. Driving 70. Hammered it and went... <laughs> Doing 70 fucking miles an hour. Yeah. That thing and I was to, like... That thing used to be dangerous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it was... 
Yeah, it was dangerous. Unbelievably fast. I know. I, rem- I like knew probably the- fastest car I've ever been in. I knew the truck before <laughs> D even had it. Yeah, me too. Jake. I yeah, I knew it for the longest. Of the, you, me and Sam were best friends. Yeah. And uh, Jake lived with Josh, yeah. Sam's older brother. Yeah. And me and Sam used to like, <sighs> like our mouths used to water over that truck. Whenever he said he's selling it, I'm like, I'll buy it. I met him up. Met him up at Captain's. He let me drive it up and down the road, and I said, I'll have cash for you tomorrow. Yeah. I went and bought the, bar- the truck the next that, day. And that thing, and he took care of it. Oh, Spot, dude. He'd take the I did such a dis- disjustice to it. <laughs> that, thing was, that thing was spotless. He would uh, probably fucking cry if he seen that truck. No, right he now. sees it. His lake house is right next to mine. Is he? Down at the lake, and I was pulling, me and Kai got down to the lake. <laughs> And we went down by the water, and he was in the golf cart smoking a cigar and drinking a whiskey. And he goes, he walks up, he said, I kind of miss this old thing. And I said, you can buy it back. And he goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, I might just buy it back for a daily driver. Back to work and just a little project truck. I'm like, have at it. Fucking send it, Bob. It's got a new tranny in it. Yeah. but Does he still do stuff like that? I don't know. Like building, that's the, what he used truck, to like doing. Like yeah, the truck that, that truck, the truck that he? he had after that truck, yeah. it was literally just the next model, and he made it the exact, exact same, same as that one. Same color, out. same color. The taillights, literally everything was the exact same. Everything color matched. Like it looked the exact same truck, but it was the next, the the newer model. Yeah, and I told I told him I said when you're done with that one, sell it to me. Yeah. And he ended up selling it to somebody else. But, yeah, dude, I got my money's worth. I drove that truck after it was paid off for four years. You still drive it? Still. Well, I bought the Yukon. but Yeah. But. Uh, yes, but that's what I said I was going to do. I said I was going to buy that truck, pay it off, and drive it until the wheels fell off. And I did. Yeah, 360,000 miles on it. Hard miles. Salute. That is. It's been all. Dude, not this last year, but the year before, I drove it all the way to freaking Texas. bottom of Texas. I know. I remember that. You, you're contemplating on putting the new tires on. I said, hey, you might want to put new tires on it before you go to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> That's also why we took my truck to Canada because it was either that truck or it would have. Oddly enough, it would have made it. It probably would have. It would have made it. Oh, yeah. 100%. Me, I'm like. <laughs> it made it three more years. It would have made it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so crazy. It's probably a good thing you took your truck. But here's the other crazy thing is like, this is what I, like, Logan has a very expensive truck. I've been more broke down than Logan's truck ever in my life it did when we went up there i remember yeah that's a 60 dollars truck problem i don't know i'm ballparking Dude, trucks are just you fucking higher lucky. probably yeah you, like 70 80 yeah he's got a denali gmc denali yeah. one ton probably 80 you know? or 90 80 80 90 now yeah but you know not wait, he bought it whenever it was brand it new diesel? 16 yeah yeah uh, yeah that's probably 80 or 90 yeah, I don't think then though. No, not not no. then. That was right Probably around 70. the seventy, mid seventies. Yeah, but right now, you know, my heck, my dad has one. You can still sell that thing for fifty five, sixty. I love your dad's truck. My dad had an eighteen, drove it for three years, and the dealership bought it back for more than what he bought it yeah, for. It's crazy. <laughs> Used prices on vehicles is. And when I bought crazy. my truck, he traded his in his old one, and they bought it for more than what he bought it for. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Where do you guys buy trucks at? Metro? Uh, me and Dad both bought them at Thoroughbred. Thoroughbred? Yeah. I didn't know if you guys had a certain drive? people that you guys deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not not my dad, don't. I mean, he had drives one for his daily, yeah. He drives a Chevy? Yeah, my grandpa's. My grandpa worked at Chevy for like 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's dad. 
is there was, is there ever the a, uh, a discrepancy between you guys? B- like, is there ever like Ford, and then he's like, no Chevy. No. Is there anything like that huh? ever? No. It was just a job. I mean, dude, just buy a fucking car built in America. Yeah, no, I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. I get it. You know, and I at mean, this point, all those trucks are good trucks. Yeah, I well, you fucking don't. You could buy a Ford. That'll go 300,000 miles, and you could buy a fucking Toyota that would go 300 miles. Right. Or you could buy a fucking Ford that'll go 5,000 and blow a fucking tranny. The same shit, dude. My, dad, just, my dad's you, drywall dude, guy. Dude, it's so fucking... It just... It's luck. Yeah, yeah it's so lottery. luck. My dad's drywall guy, he just bought a brand new yeah. three-quarter ton GMC Denali. Uh, he bought, uh, like, in uh, 2020, he bought it. And it continued to keep breaking down he brought it to the dealership and traded it in they called him back and he got a brand new one uh 20 are they doing 22s yet mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he got a 22 like this week and Probably the have. dealership called him back and said we can't get your truck running and he's like off my hands sorry but he had a it's brand lucky dude. New, it's brand new he had a 21. brand new expensive ass truck Guess what? And, it, and it wouldn't run I, I wouldn't buy a truck from 2019 to 2022 right now they're, they're having so much problems with that due to you know the supply a lot of a lot of for they're, Chevy. They're they trying to get shit stuff. sold and built out with not all the fucking parts that they can't they, get they're not yeah. the same so that they're just not just them there's countless people like we won't buy a new work truck a 19 through 22 we won't what do, do it. you guys use oh we, we have some oh we, our just basic f fifties and basic no, we got, they got a couple fords oh they get the bigger ones though. we got four yeah we got but they've diesels. got the like the ones with the yeah. crane and shit on the yeah, back yeah, and yeah. Stuff. we got two fifties dude it always used to crack me up when barney would take the truck with the crane and then he would move the like brush hog and stuff with the crane <laughs> yeah, on, the, like, on the back of onto it. the trailer so. yeah crane. i know you do yeah. it's just it's using what you got i love yeah. it it's handy yeah fuck yeah i, think, it I, is. I bet tank. it is yeah did i you know it lists four thousand pounds i was like i'll just yeah, throw it up there yeah yeah you know but yeah we most of our fleets ford you know we got 250s we got 350s we got 450s you know but we won't buy a from 2019 to 2020 right or yeah. 22 right now there's too much problems with them your dodge has held up pretty all good ki- all I need kinds new motor. of shit new motor yeah, i've been needing a new motor for a year really but i'm saying i'm getting my money's worth when i bought that truck i'm gonna ride it till it dies yeah i hear that i'm riding that bad boy i put additional 10,000 miles on that with that good i mean it's probably not smart financially because it's i went from you know 15 miles a gallon to eight Oof. but it's just kind of that pride god. thing god like, Eight. Eight. I get 20, and I kind of bitch about that in my truck. Oh, you, you want to see my fuel bill? My old, week? my <laughs> old, my green truck. You remember my green truck? Oh, yeah. I get like 12, 12, and then yeah. it was like, then 450. Heck, I fill up 450. <laughs> I remember spilling the coffee in that. Oh, and the, the speakers were already so shitty. <laughs> yeah. We were turkey hunting. He gets in and spills a fucking Casey's coffee. I tried, I tried dumping it out the window. And I didn't get it all. I didn't roll the window all the way down, and I nicked the window and just and dumped just the entire dumped coffee, coffee in down my door. door panel. And it smelled <laughs> like literally. You hopped in his truck, and it smelled like French coffee vanilla coffee for ever since two months. Uh, didn't some, one of your friends buy that or no? No, I oh. got. I traded that one in. It was a fucking. It was like 
leaking oil, and me and Dad couldn't figure out where it was leaking oil from. So he was like, "Let's just go trade this motherfucker in." Yeah, yeah. I was like, smart. "All right, smart. Sounds good." <laughs> no, that's smart. Made made cut the losses. Made what I what I could on it, and fucking got that other one. You guys want some pizza? Getting hungry. Order some pizza and get it delivered here. All right. All right, let me do it real quick. Yeah, we'll get a little pizza. You guys like pepperoni? Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. I So I had that first F-150, and then it had the Duramax. I love that first F-150, but, dude, I have bad luck with buying vehicles. I always feel like I dump money into everything that I buy. Well, I know a lot of people don't like buying new, but I like it because if I f- it's fucks up, it's like I... Like, yeah. if I have a used one, Warranty, I just want to blame yeah. somebody else. Like, oh, they yeah. fuck. Like, if I fucks up, it's like, eh, well, well, maybe I should not drive it like a fucking idiot or, I think or I'm part, just unlucky, you know? Part of it for me, too, is, like, I've gotten so spoiled without having a truck payment for mm, the last yeah, four years yeah. that whenever I bought this Yukon, I'm like, I can buy it cash, still won't have a f- truck payment. Like, I don't know. It's just... It, but it's catch one too. That Yukon can blow its motor, and then I'm screwed. Now I gotta do whatever it takes to fix that. But yeah, it is what it is. You know, at some point, I, I think that I'm gonna get a. Uh, at the end of summer, I'm gonna buy another truck. I just don't know what to get, dude. It's just luck. It's so luck, and it's such a gamble. It's like it, this it is like is, the same thing with like hiring somebody. I just don't want to make the wrong decision. It's pure luck, like. You buy a used truck and drive it for fucking 20 years. Right. <laughs> right. Dude, or you can drive... Look, hey, look, uh, it's sitting in the saying. driveway. You can yeah. fucking buy a used truck and drive it for 20 days and it'll blow a fucking tranny. You know, you don't... Right. You just, anymore, dude, they, they just don't build shit like they used to. Yeah. With, with anything. Yeah. Fucking lawnmowers, like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, dude, don't they you think... They build like they used to. Don't you think that part of that has to deal with, like, if they build something and it lasts 20 years, then you don't come and buy yeah, it then again. you don't buy it. Yeah. It's the same I thing mean, with, like, you know, we talked about this the other day. If make this cheaper, then you have to buy it sooner. Right. We talked about it this yeah. the other day about that fridge at my dad's house. Yeah. Like, they don't... Dude, that fridge... Well, probably... It's got to be 50... 60 years old. Or older and keeps beer ice cold. We've never had a problem with it. My parents in their house have gone through three fridges since they moved in inside their house. But it's like things were just built different back then. Cheaper, like, yeah. They don't build them to last. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Oh. I mean, fucking repeat nothing. customer. Do you remember those like uh, Stride gum commercials where they would like come and beat people up? And try and get their gum out of their mouth because their like cell <laughs> yeah, was like, they're, like yeah the, the, flavor. the flavor would last so <laughs> yeah. long where they're like yeah. no we gotta sell more gum yeah give, give us, us that gums. fucking gum back yeah, yeah yeah the stride commercials are great and uh, Doritos the old school Dorito ones and some of the Skittle ones you you see some of the Skittle commercials from you know other countries other uh, countries I don't know they, bro uh, what are you watching. We're this seeing other be on, this motherfucker be on Facebook. It's like, like no, on it's like videos, on YouTube. There, there have it'd be like I don't know, Amsterdam commercial Skittles. It'd be very sexual, like you know. Is I'll just have to show you some of the videos. You'd just laugh your ass off. I've seen. Um, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it's Skittles, but 
Oh, fuck. I can't think it's, of them. So the one I'm talking about, thinking, there's multiple ones with Skittles, but it's the newlywed. They, you know, go back after the wedding. You know, you're going to, you know, make love for the first time. And the guy's getting ready to climax. And all of a sudden, it's Skittles coming out over the bride's face. <laughs> I swear. Uh, it's, I, I, I've never seen that one, but I've seen related, like, like commercials that have got banned like that. I think they had ones with Taco Bell where it was like uh, they went to like reach in their pocket to get a condom and it was a, a Taco Bell packet. Have yeah, you ever I seen that? Yeah. That's, that's good. Pepperoni good? Yeah. yeah. I'm down with pepperoni. But let's wrap this up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Juice Podcast. Look. I said it, and we're doing it. We're back. We're doing it every week. Once again, I want to give a big thanks for these two guys for rolling in. Hopefully, they come in and do the podcast again. I think it was fun. It was great. Dude, I love doing it just because it's like we, we would do this anyways if you guys came and drank beer. we just sit here and bullshit or whatever. We could do this for fucking hours. Probably. We could do it for hours. <laughs> we literally could do it for hours. Um, so I, And I enjoy it. I think it just it saying that we're doing a podcast – Sometimes it brings uh, more substance to conversation, too. You know, like we talk about things that we've done before or whatever, bring up old memories, whatever. But uh, I want to appreciate everybody for listening, all four of you. Um, and uh, that's all I got. Follow these guys. What's your uh, Instagram handle? It's Caleb, uh, Barnhill. Caleb dot Barnhill. Uh, I don't know. Tristan Hilliard. Hilly. Hilliard Tristan Tristan Hilliard or something I, like that follow him we'll tag it uh, ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to the Juice Podcast we're out my bitch a choose it